Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Thank you for joining us this morning for this week's episode number 479 of KMA Talk Radio. I'm not even sure if that's correct. Um, as always, I'm your host, Honest Abe Devin, and I am joined by a board of directors that's second to none. Begin, we have the Italian scan himself, Paul DeGracco. <laughs> Did you update the number? There was, that sounds like the same number from last week. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it is. I can't go back and check, but I always look at the last episode and just put it up one. You're just terrible, dude. No, I, I'm pretty sure it is. You think it's correct? That's almost, go check. that's almost a bettable. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet, bet on it if I was you either. And as always, <laughs> the man we can actually count on, the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella who's in a very happy mood this morning, along with his uh, the Scoop with Coop William Cooper. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Just just want to clarify, Paul. Paul's right. He's okay. It is for some reason. Uh, I, I, ha- I, had a, I had to deal with a, a, an issue, too, this morning. So, What did he just mumble? He I had to deal with an issue this morning. He's not listening to us. He doesn't know what we're talking about. We weren't you, talking I, about your I, issue. How did you side swag into your issue? No one even asked you about your issue. Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to talk about the issue. Okay. It's not an issue to talk about <laughs> on the air. If you were talk you brought it, it up. Well, because that's why I was I was kind of late. I was even finished up as the intro was going. No, no one knew you were late, Coop. Uh, how about that? Nobody knew. Coop, Coop is Nobody liquidating knew. assets to bet the house on Philly. That's what he's doing. <laughs> That's what I said. I said he's on the phone with his broker right now or his bookie. <laughs> bookie broker. Not liquidating almost. anything yet in the Phillies, but. Hey, your broker basically is just your bookie. Just your legal <laughs> bookie. Well, buy Facebook back, guys. Good price this week. I saw it. It's all Everyone's down, right? I hate Facebook. It's going to go back up. Trust me. Man, you're like the second person that's been talking about that. Uh, telling, every time people panic with the stock market, you know what I do? I buy. Buy. Yeah. I wasn't on the phone broker this time, but but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you buy. Because people eventually have to put their money somewhere. Is what I yeah, tell them. I mean, right Facebook, back in the stock market. I don't think Facebook can get much worse. Apparently, I just saw an article yesterday. Zuckerberg's down price. 100 billion. Yeah. From the beginning it's of the year. It's a really good price to buy now. Yeah. What is their their stock is Meta? And this is, Meta, this is yeah. a company with or is no it actually debt. Facebook? You know, and they have zero debt. They have zero debt. Yeah. They're zero they're kind of like a commodity, a utility, or whatever you want to put it. I look at that type of company where it's gonna they're gonna be fine. They just people 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 panic though, and you know they want to put their money somewhere else, and that happened the other day. They got well, a couple billion users, and the average time that people sure. spend on Facebook a no day one, to no one's halting like Facebook anytime soon. Yep. 
Because well, Instagram, I think it's got a billion users. That's not their problem. I think their problem is they're dumping billions into this metaverse that just isn't catching. Right. Right. Yeah, they thought this was the new thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Facebook's meta. I mean, it's still $100 a share. 99 bucks. What was it, though? Like 300 Was I got a good big dipper. Up. It's a big it dipper. Not, I don't know. I, it wasn't. It did go down to like two-thirds, but it went down significantly. I don't know. It doesn't look. Is it Meta Coop? Meta, is that yeah. their their stock ticker? Yep. That doesn't look that bad right now. Oh, well, I closed at ninety seven yeah. ninety four. Yeah. It dipped the other day. Yeah. I mean, it was it, whatever. It took. The, it, it was a panic sell. I'm looking for. I'm looking for uh, stocks that used to be like three hundred that are two dollars now. I That's mean, what I'm is looking the for. Meta Universe really going to take off with anybody who's I mean, like? It, it was one hundred thirty seven on Tuesday. Anti-social, um, yeah, that's the place for I mean, anti-social. Anybody who's not a recluse oh, not, for anti-social. Yeah. I mean, no, when I you're a recluse, you got no friends, you're anti-social, you don't know how to talk to people. Yeah, that shit works great for you. Yeah, but I mean, who would rather be there than in the real world? I mean, Adam. I just, Adam. You know, yeah. It could, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's one of those, one of those things. I don't know if it's just absolutely ridiculous, or it's like back when the CDs first came out, and I said I'm never going to give up my cassettes. Well, yeah. Abe, you you have you have your kids are starting to enter teenage years, right? And you should just see how they connect with relationships these days. Yeah, they don't. They, everything's done text, not even phone, text. Relationships right. come and go through text messages. Mm, I'm, I don't know. They FaceTime a lot. They talk to their friends. Do they do the um, thing they where do, they FaceTime they do, they do, and they just they leave it there? That. No, that's not allowed in my house. What is that? Oh God, my my, I, dude, I they they do a FaceTime and then they just like leave the phone there and they just like why not put it on speaker? No, even like my wife will cook a meal. She'll cook a meal with her sister or somebody on the phone and is sitting there propped up and she, they just like go about their daily lives. I don't know. Uh, so you boys are it, happy, uh, thank God. What's that? I said, you you boys are happy today, thank God. I really think oh, yeah. you guys will be depressed Just this, this team, you know, it's funny. You know what I love? These people on Facebook, like, they put these posts up. The, the Astros have won the World Series when we're a 5 nothing. Risty. Like, if you look at that. Risty. Oh, Risty. How wrong is Risty about everything? That guy's never right about anything. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Think about it. He's that never, look statement. at his posts and how wrong he is. Right? I I didn't see. Did this day post something about the Astros? He did. He posted I, I like ignore him as much. I, gu- I guess the the I guess the Astros are the World Series champs. There, there you go. And and look, you know, he, what was the score at nine thirty? Five nothing. Like five five nothing. Oh, you guys came back from a five zero deficit. They, yes, we, we came did. back. Yes, we. Did. And they, they went into extras, right? They went yeah. into extras. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. and they just, you know, I was busting on fake Allen about his Yankees, how bad they played against Houston, because they basically laid down and quit, and the Phillies just didn't do that. And and I think if 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 uh, Alex and I are really into this team, this team is just really capturing a lot of spirit. They're just doing something really special right now. It's gonna be a tough road to win it, but you know that helped last night for sure. That was big. That was big one. That was big. It was very big. I just want to point out. I just want to point out piece of shit over here. 
with his Me? he's another one. Yeah, with a nine thirty dig Listen, in the I don't text know, message. I, I don't know if everybody sees the squares in the same order that we do, but he's pointing yeah. to Paul just in case. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They see it the same way. What you yeah, see is what they, they see. So Paul yeah. sends us at nine thirty PM same time like Rusty Dig. You guys gonna be okay if the Phillies lose tonight? Yeah, and you know what? And listen, I I, I took the Coop road because I, I've I've learned from Coop. Coop will not respond until the game's over. No, I, I don't. I don't say anything Coop during the game, and I don't text him during the game anymore because I know it's a he's not gonna. He doesn't want to say. The phone's off during the game. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll get a response after the game. So I took the Coop road. I said, I'll just wait. I'm not gonna say anything. I just wait. And Paul's Paul's little dig turned out to go right back in his face. <laughs> it's every time. Yeah, it, I I see people doing. There were other people doing that last night. I see all these posts like, wow, you know the Phillies are done. You know, it's like. And I, I had a little I bit of – I was a little – I didn't have a lot of confidence, but I said, let me let the game play out, you know. That's what I just said. Let that game yeah, play out. Yeah, listen, I thought it was going to be an ugly night. I did, you know. Oh, um, it, well, our best pitcher, one of our best pitchers, you know. But then we got the Verlander. It was – and who is terrible. He's always terrible in the World Series. He's great up until the World Series, and then the World Series he implodes, and we got to him. I, I don't assume you're a Houston fan, Paul. Nobody no, knows. I told Alex I'm actually rooting for the Phillies. I'm a Yankees oh, you, fan, but I, you, you were gonna you were gonna commiserate had they lost. You were you were, you were enjoy the moment if they lost. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't affect my life one way or the other. But I would like to see the Phillies win. Then what was yeah. the point of that text last night? Right, it, it was, was you know, dick. <laughs> I we listen. Okay. My wife and I, my wife and I went out to a nice dinner. On the island, and then on our way back, we decided to stop because the kids were asleep uh, with my parents. They, you know, they they were babysitting. So I was like, "Why don't we just stop for a drink on our way back?" So we did. I sat down, and I, you know, I knew the game was going on, but I wasn't paying attention to it. And then I looked up, and it was five nothing, and I was like, "Oh, geez." Uh, so I was, you know, just saying, "Hey, you guys gonna be okay?" I don't know, like guys do, like really. Yeah, yeah, you guys gonna be okay? Is that what he said? That's not what he said. Hold on, I'll read to you what I said. I'll read to you exactly what I said. I said, I sent a picture of the game, and I said, if you, if the Phillies lose tonight, are you guys still gonna be able to discuss them, or will you be too damaged? Asking for a friend. Total dig. Total dig. Total dig. Total dig. Asking for a friend. And then there's this picture of an empty bar. My favorite line of the conversation, I'm crunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crunk. I had two I had two drinks. It was I'm a crunk. it was a typo. <laughs> it was a typo. I'm crunk. Well what were you what were you doing going out um on a World Series night? I, what do you mean? It's not my team. What do I care? I we were it's uh, the World Series. Listen, it's the we World have, Series. Oh. That, Paul. We have friends. Cool. cool. Stephanie doesn't what? watch baseball. Yeah, Stephanie she, doesn't. Well, she likes it, but she won't. Yeah, so that that's they go it, out it, when she does. It's time to go out. I mean, you know, my wife is like, no, go out, have fun. I tell her to go out and have fun if it was, you know. Don't even try to defend the ball. No, 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 no. Our He's friends, bad. we have, we have friends that are in town. Her friends, uh, and they they have to be her no, friends. Actually, your friends should be watching the World Series. No, they're both they're. They're older. It's a married couple. They're a little bit older, and they were not watching the game. And uh, they, you know, we don't see them as often as we'd like to. So we wanted to go. They they live over there, and we, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. We went out to dinner. They they we had made plans a while back to to have dinner. I never it was nice. Seen, we went. I've to, never seen anybody so uncomfortable just describing an evening in their lives. 
They're old. Um, our friend. Uh, yeah, whatever. You're so uncomfortable. Because I don't, I don't want to divulge too much information about them. They're not. Uh... Oh, because people are going to stalk Paul Degrasso. <laughs> the question no, is, not care, 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 care less about me. Morning, you know, not you I could care less about. It's not about me. It's about them. <laughs> They're fairly high profile people, in all honesty. So they don't like to. Oh, uh, the the what they said it. Aristocrat, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mansion you live in and uh, the golf I would not go and... to. Coop should talk. Coop should talk. <laughs> I have a blow up hot tub in my in my head. Well, Paul, you have two kids, right? I had I had yeah. when we moved inside. All four of my kids were living here, so you needed a little room. Yeah. So yeah. Why, should... why not have sixty five hundred square feet? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sports, I'm experienced. I, I think the only person that could really like help me in this was probably Cooper. Um, I'm experiencing my first frustration as a sports dad. Uh oh, oh boy. Yeah, man. Um, so you know when they had the thing, they were they were desperate. They were looking for coaches. People help coach. I'm like, I don't got time to coach. You know, and, and whatnot. I'm not gonna coach kids. And plus. I, I probably destroy some other people's kids, so I just figured it'd be safe for me not to be involved at any level. That's a, that's a true. No truer statement has ever been I, made. I, I wrote. <laughs> I, I managed the checkbook for the leagues. Is what I did. I did treasurer work instead. Same. I had the same deal. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, now, now being that I'm going to every practice and every game, I'm I'm a little frustrated because I realize our fucking coach sucks. Why would you offer to coach? So we've only had two practices, right? The first practice, he, we don't find out till literally the day before. This guy can't put out a schedule. He can't say nothing. He can't do nothing. It's constant, like, questions. Are we always going to know by one day before? Is it always going to be six? I mean, he doesn't even answer. And then we go, and it's a semi-okay practice. The guy's okay, whatever. And he says, and then I figured maybe the guy's trying to figure out a schedule. So then I say, hey, listen, what's going to be the routine? Because Asher's got violin. He's got other shit. You know, we got shit to figure out. And, um... We don't find anything out till the next practice, which was this past Tuesday. We show up, and guess what? The coach don't show up for practice. Oh no! Oh boy! His wife is coaching. Oh. all right. Is she better? No, but all right. She wants to. She wants to jump in, help out, whatever. I guess he coaches one of the things. But this this was the first time where. We had only half the gym because the other half was being coached by another team. And I'm watching these two other coaches. And, man, they're, 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 they're coaching these kids like like it's a real sport, right? I mean, I, I'm just thinking maybe at this level they're all just pathetic coaches, right? I'm watching these guys. He's teaching them how to play defense. He's correcting them. He's actually an educational process for the kids. Were they the same right? age? Yeah. yeah. They scrimmaged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. Had and they're two teams scrimmage, same make kids. And but they, they they were acting like real coaches. The, the the mom and her husband are acting like, hey, kids are over in the neighborhood playing in our driveway, let's have fun. Which, you know, it should be kind of yeah, it should be a little bit of balance of both. I mean, I want you to teach my kids some shit. I'm teaching my kid more in our driveway than that's going on this. So we're supposed to have practice today at six. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find this retarded text. Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. 
Once they, again, they, look at him. He's, they, he's like, heated. He's heated. I know, but you don't want to. You don't want to end up having to be the guy to take over. Right. <laughs> you right. want to complain? You're going to be the one to take <laughs> right. over. Just, uh, right. That's the advice I'm going to give you on this one. That's, that's Listen to me. I, I haven't. I haven't said boo yet. I mean, I. Okay. I, you, I almost wanted to respond last night with a bullshit emoji. I didn't even do that. <laughs> I, you're not even going to do a comment. I was just going to do like a what the fuck emoji, but I, I didn't even. I didn't even get involved. God, do I get that many goddamn texts? <laughs> this go. um, oh man! But he literally sends this. No, this, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm too angry. I'm scrolling too fast. He sends this. Oh, here it is. So this is the day before practice. Eight oh nine p.m. Hello, team. Practices are going forward. Will be held on outside courts, not inside courts. Probably because. He can't have a time available where they have the inside courts available. The new schedule will be coming up Monday. What fucking new schedule, bro? It's only we're only second week in. I'll keep you informed. There'll be no practice tomorrow. Enjoy. Have a great weekend. Then I got two retard parents with thanks, coach, with the high five symbol. Chime in. Thanks for what? The guy hasn't done nothing. He's barely coached one thing since we started. Their kids are going to start. <laughs> Their kids well, are going to start. Now I'm saying to myself. Well, fuck him. I'm going to go to every game and every practice. I might as well fucking coach next year. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Careful you what you wish for, bro. No, don't, don't do it, Abe. I know what you're saying. It's, it, you're gonna, it's a lot more. You're going to deal with so much. It's not, going to the I, game is one thing. You're going to be dealing with now a whole team and, and a lot of minutia. Does the coach and, have and a the kid on the team? Does the coach have what? A kid on the team. I don't believe his kid is on our team, but I, yeah, I you, you don't want to be the coach with the kid. You don't want to be. Yep. I'm with Alex on this one. You don't want to be the coach with a kid on the team. Well, I could just not draft him. What do you mean? But then I'm not, I'm defeating the purpose. Cause I just want to get quality coaching. But you don't yeah, want to be a want... coach. You don't want to be a coach that where your own kid is on your team. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the only reason that's... why, that's kind of the only reason why I do it. Why do I want to coach a bunch of strange kids? I don't know. Because yeah. then, because everything you're saying about the coach, everybody's going to say about you and your favoritism towards your kid, even if it's yep. not true. And, you and I know because I've, I've said it myself. When do so I give a shit what people say? Yeah, but but then it becomes I, then everybody becomes you on the other side of the coach, yeah. and it becomes. Listen to me. This guy's not doing his job. He's not even coaching. That's what I got a problem with. I don't care about favoritism. Who's putting in all that bullshit? This guy's not even doing his job. He's not even showing up to coach. Second practice. He's not there. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so that's a what's the money line on Abe getting into a fight at a game? Oh, I'm gonna take I, he's becoming that dad. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can see this. I'm 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 not I don't have a problem about the games and the playing, whatever. I got a problem with this guy's commitment to do something and pathetically performing and basically not doing what he's committed himself to do. That's my issue. It's not the kids playing and what whatever. The first day he was coaching, they did it and it was all right. I didn't say anything that really bother me. You know, even though I saw fucking two spectacular coaches in the next, you know, practice, I'm like, oh, so they're I bet their kids are on the team. Let me let me tell you something. And that coach kid has all all stars. These kids are gonna walk all over everybody all season. I mean, because obviously he probably took it seriously, really recruited. I think our coach just looked at kids and said, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. You know? But I don't know. This is basketball, right? 
basketball. This is my first. I couldn't really coach baseball. That baseball is like the only organized sport I never really played. Yeah, basketball's I, tricky too because there's limited. Obviously, there's only five five on the court, and they're smaller teams, so it's like it's tricky for playing time too. Yep. And if kids yep. are trying to learn, I find it's 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 hard. If there's experienced kids on the team, it's harder to get these other kids on. And my son dealt with that with basketball for a while. I think you should do it, Abe. I don't know. I'm just I, would, see I wouldn't do it. I, I, I know. It'll, I know be great. I know it's It'll be great fodder. It'll be great It'll be, fodder. I mean, this could be great banter <laughs> no, be for the fodder. next few It'll weeks, guys. Right I mean, this me. this is exciting. This well, is get, get updates on this. I'm starting to understand now, like, this is like a culture, right? The You know, the parents all know each other. I don't know, fucking know anybody. I don't say two words to anybody. Is. I don't say two words to anybody walking in, two words or is anybody walking out. Yeah, you know, they all know each other. The kids all know each other. They know other people's kids. So, you know, there's a slight advantage that they're kind of interconnected in this community or whatever. But, you know, the other option is I just make sure my kid gets on a team with a coach next year. I try to make it happen. I don't know. I mean, it's a cigar that, that's a, work. You know, the one thing I noticed, too, about sports with my boys is the baseball parents were great. Okay? They were very supportive, you know, of, of the kids and, you know, the – Got a good, I mean, we didn't have a problem with, with a manager or a coach then. The soccer parents were a completely different mentality. They were vicious. They were like calling yeah, for kids to be bent. I, I don't know. If you ever watched the Sopranos episode, uh, like with Janice, yeah. that's, how they, that's, how the, that's how they were. The soccer parents, nuts. all my kids got turned off from soccer because of, of that. They just they didn't like that. But baseball, everyone was supporting each other. It was uh, it was, and everyone was trying to teach people how to play the game. It was, but soccer was just very different. The worst baseball. Is, the worst from what I hear, and then the parent category are cheer moms. No, that's oh, I'm sure, yeah, breed. yeah, yeah. Cheer moms, I hear, are like the worst. They, yeah, my daughter didn't have to deal with that, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is like like my new experience in this shit now, and I'm getting very frustrated. <laughs> you got a long road ahead of you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, yeah. Very very sad. So I'll, yeah. I'll learn from I'll learn from your mistakes. <laughs> Listen, my dad coached me in baseball. We had good coaches on for my kids' teams that I could never complain about. So I didn't have that problem. Like, when the coaches were committed, they would they were trying to teach and all that. So I was lucky, I guess. But I I know I've I've heard of other people tell stuff like this. So this is not a surprise. What I'm talking about is just the basic yeah. principle of the job. This guy's two weeks in. He's had like one practice he showed up for. He can't even put a schedule together. He can't coordinate his shit. I mean, that's all. Let the kids have fun. Try to educate them. Try and teach them. Fine. I mean, it's, it's eight or eight years old. But this guy's not even doing his job. I mean, he's Usually, not even doing what committed to. You said they get two, right? They get a coach and an assistant coach. And the idea well, I don't know. Our guy coach. has one. Our guy has one. But yeah. the other team I saw today was two guys coaching the kids. So I don't Most know. Most of the time it's two. Most of the time it's two for that reason. If someone gets called away on business, you know, for their day job or something, the other person fills in. Now, at least, you know, I don't know what the deal is. Is the wife the assistant? I don't know. I'm not saying she the wife. I didn't see her the first practice. Yeah. I mean, normally they try to at least to both be there if they can. Coach Bell. Anyways. <sighs> We'll see how we'll see how this shit pans out. Yeah, I was gonna either either Ash, either Abe's gonna be the coach or Asher's going to. Abe's gonna be the coach. Will be will be banter for the next year. I mean, it will be. Listen, uh, the stories will I, have. I will. 
I will go to games. Oh, I man, I'll fly games. down there for the game. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would pay to see that. And then when the parents come up to Abe, can you imagine a parent coming up and complaining to Abe? That would be, like, classic. <laughs> so that's what I – right. He's got to be, like – Political with them and like I that's, that's I the thing the you're gonna, you're gonna be, you don't want to do this because you're gonna be issue. dealing with the parents, right? And everyone's parents think their kid is is, is special and they they should be you know well, starting do you, and yeah. well do, do, do you see that that coach for little league I don't know if it's just a parody or that guy's a real coach but if he showed it to me it's gonna, let me see if I can send it to Paul. Um, it's fucking hilarious when he talks to your kids. Your your dad he, your dad told you you're great. He lied. You suck. <laughs> you know, he's, out, he's all over Facebook. Um, there are two people in the world, winners and losers. Okay? If your parents told you anything else, they are in the loser category. I mean, it's it's. Fucking I've horrible. seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a parody, but they have like hundreds. This guy's got like hundreds of videos coaching Little League, talking to the kids like this. It's great. That's the kind of coach I would be. Are you seeing the comments oh, come in on this? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some court clap. people willing to come in and... I just, I'm, I'm, just I'm just staring at Alan Rubin's comment who has the audacity the day after the Sixers win by 22 and Maxi drops 44. He wants to make Oh, oh and, and Doc Rivers can't coach, by the way, you know, and he had and had no MB last night. Yeah, Doc, but Doc Rivers can't coach. So, uh, them Yankees. Let me see if I can find what this is. Oh, those Yankees. He should go manage the Yankees. Yeah, he should. I'm sure he thinks he can. <laughs> Wes, that's what the problem would be. I, I think that he would get very frustrated quickly with the parents. It would be must-see reality TV if Abe took over yeah. that team. Here, the, kids would be, the kids he'd be great with. I'm oh, he'd be great with the kids. The parents is what I want to say. I posted the link in the chat. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I could send the link to Paul to upload the plate here, but it's hilarious. Watch it if you have a minute uh, later in the day. upload but... it. Huh? I yeah, can't upload YouTube. it, but, but basically, we're the, in the, the chat. The guy's name is Scott Bergen, and I just, I just love the 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 quote that it, the the thing is under. I can't see it on my phone. Your dad's a loser. That's what the video. <laughs> that's what the video title is. Your dad's a loser. Scott Bergen shorts. Oh man. Uh, Alan Rubin's getting hey, Alan, the, and the Phillies were 22 and 29 at one point. Yeah. If you're a Yankee fan, you should just go and hide right now. <laughs> Halloween ball. I mean, Alex, what do you, what do you, does Alex even know what his kids are dressing up as for Halloween? You know, yes. I That's do. a great question. Actually, I do. But, you know, it's funny. It's such a weird, my, my son is so strange. Carmine is so strange. Um, I I had true. I had to convince him he didn't want a new costume. He wanted to wear last year's costume. So I I, I at least had to convince him to buy he it was like one of those black one piece skeleton suits. It wasn't even anything like crazy. <laughs> didn't want a new costume. I so I at least convinced him to buy a new mask top for his costume. So uh yeah, I mean listen, I got off easy. You know, I'll say that for Halloween, but still, it was just it's so strange to me. He was like, "No, nah, I don't want to. I don't want a new costume. I want to wear that one again." I'm like, okay. You never did that. You never wore the same costume. I was probably a hobo three, never three years in a row. To, yeah. I mean, I, I never. I, I don't think I ever had the same costume lying around by the next October. Yeah, I don't know that it was like even an option in my head. 
yeah. know? So when we were, I don't know if you guys, because I'm older than you guys, right? Maybe Abe remembers this, right? But the way you used to buy your costumes, you'd go into, like, the, the pharmacy, and you get this, like, box, right? And, and it would have a mask and this, like, plastic thing you'd go over. Yes. Like a, and it was like, yeah, you know, they were they were, like, in shoe boxes. They were in with shoe the, boxes, yeah. With the, clear, with the clear window on the top that would show the, the mask. Yep, with, yep. With the chintzy, with the chintzy band. Yep, would yep. Open, it would always break in the first ten minutes of you putting it on, and yep. then you're st- you're stapling other rubber bands to the side of the mask. That uh, was it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then it, it, it had thin layer of sheer plastic clothing that I would never would ever fit into. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and and you'd get those with disposable Halloween costumes essentially. So you get were. a different one, every, and they were the popular thing. You'd, you'd be Dracula. Or you'd be a devil or something like that, and go every year you you do something different. And then I think they went away because someone said the masks were, were I don't know, there was something with the masks. I think with a problem where there was an issue, so those, they stopped making them. Poisonous plastic. I I we had ones like that when I was really little. We had they we were, had ones were, like that. Yeah. They were chintzy. You didn't have like homemade costumes, but they were all the prefab costumes is what you got. And we weren't expensive, those costumes. They were like now you got six, me curious. I'm, try, I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of that on the internet. Well, there it fucking Chrissy is. Critchfield posted a, a meme about it the other day. Like, why did we all look like serial killers and had the <laughs> old school costumes? And she, and she was right. I was like, oh, God. Here it is. Wow. So, Paul, do you have a... Uh, I'm sure you have a Halloween lineup. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know... My son's, uh, I don't know if I want to, we have a lot of costumes in this house because the boys, like on rainy days, there's a drawer in their playroom. That oh, has, like, it's okay to tell everybody, every, every Sunday night is cosplay at the Crocker. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not <laughs> cosplay. You don't have to hide it. Every Sunday night, right before Game of Thrones came on, they would have cosplay at the Crocker. <laughs> so they the dress up a lot. So like they're about to go to a, they're about to go to one now. I'm uploading this. They're about to go to one now, a uh, trunk or treat. That's the other thing. Like there was one day of trick or treating when we were there, when we were kids. Now there's like my kids have trick or treated like six times already, and it's not even yeah. Halloween yet. The the trunk or treat was something I don't we went to with my kids. Yeah, trunk or treat concept. Um, that's exactly it. I it, remember those very well. Oh, that was it. it. Yeah, superheroes. That's right. I had a I had a Batman one. I remember. Oh, I got I got a better picture. Hang on. I got a better picture. That, that's shows. what those were, yeah. Hold on. This shows how the, the clothing was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you got that. I mean. Who's calling me? Get the fuck out of here. Are there any Disney? Uh, what do you think, John? There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so no this one... year we're dressing as the Nightmare Before Christmas. So Axel's Oogie Boogie. Eli is Jack the Pumpkin King. I'm the mayor of Halloween. And my wife is Sally. So but you dress it's up. so hot here. So wait, yeah. you dress up for Halloween? You didn't dress up yeah, when you took your kids out trick or treating. I did take my kids out trick or treating. My wife did. What did I you do? Back at the house. I, I stay back at the house and give candy out. Wow. I don't yeah. know. I'm an active parent. I mean, it was yeah, great to see parent. you know the kids come, parents. the moms come. Yeah, I mean, it was like the moms come. There you go. That's that's. What I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that I remember it. that. Those are it. Yeah. The, oh, the I never had the Jejo one. Exactly I had a Mickey Mouse one. one like that, but it was probably my brother's, you know, that we reused, and it was a piece of crap. Okay, but Paul, I want to go explore this a little more. Wait, you guys do a, oh, a theme costume with the family every year? 
Not every. Well, maybe. Okay. Like, since we've had I'm, kids, I'm, yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm actually, yeah, it's interesting because all my kids would always want to be something so different that we they couldn't settle on a theme. Well, my kids are not making decisions yet. You know, they they're four and two, so they they. I mean, we ask them, but you know, we make the decision. That's basically right. how it goes. But yeah, we'll I'll go out with them. You know, it's funny because this year. We're in this new neighborhood and there's a lot of kids here and like Halloween's a big like tonight is the the neighborhood trunk or treat on the event lawn here. And it, there look, there's like going to be like smoke machines and walk through haunted houses and like all tr- food trucks. And, well, and I don't uh, understand. You know, the they do Halloween big thing. I mean, what, what is what is the I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, you know, I, the first time I had experience with it was with my two little girls when they were in like, you know, the yeah. first grade kindergarten grade. You know, instead of doing a big thing, parents all come to the parking lot. They park. They open their trunks. I made a cool little, you know, in the back of my hatchback, I made a cool little Halloween scene. I put a little pot of water with some dry ice and a cordon was coming out and spider webs. And you just give out candies and the kids just walk from car to car in the parking lot. Yeah, as opposed to going from house to house. Well, in like big neighborhoods, like, you know, like more rural neighborhoods, apparently they started doing it so that the kids didn't have to walk, you know, a half a yeah. mile to each house or something. But right. and then they, it was big during COVID, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. I, it seems weird, but everybody brings all their golf carts here and they decorate them for for tonight. And they'll all be in a big circle yeah. and you just walk around and get candy from everybody. But well, it seems moot is- because we're going to go out Monday, too. Yeah. I mean, usually we would do that the night. The trunk or treat was another night before Halloween. Yeah. And then Halloween was a separate, a separate deal entirely. Like that was the thirty first. Listen, this weekend it's like it's like Christmas. It's a Halloween weekend. To, they're going to a trunk or treat now with friends of ours uh, at Palms West. Then they're going. Then they're going to do the event here tonight. Then tomorrow we're going to that Spookyville thing. Then then Monday we have trick or treating. How much candy did they? Well, we why give it out. Why must oh, your okay. children? Why must your children participate in every physical possible Halloween activity in a twenty-mile radius? Do you know how absurd you people are? So yeah, that is gotta, not a question. That is just an absurd way. That is just an absurd <laughs> yeah. way to live. So I have a question. I don't know if I don't know. He's like because you want to know why I'm going to tell you. Why. No, uh, sorry to cut you out, but I'm going to tell you okay. why. I'm going to tell you how Paul Bacaco lives his life, right? <laughs> because it's parents. We do this as obligations for our kids, right? All right, they got to do Halloween. We'll take them to Pumpkin Patch, and then we'll walk around the neighborhood Halloween night, whatever. We don't want to miss out on shit. With Paul, it's really for him. He wants to go to Disney. He's not taking his kids to Disney every weekend. He wants to go to Disney. Paul wants to get dressed up five, eight times during Halloween. You know, <laughs> I, I can assure you I do not. Paul. It comes down just to say no. I, I Just say no. I don't like getting dressed. <laughs> I don't like getting dressed up. Like I, I told really you don't. weddings, you just say no. <laughs> so, There's no universe where I'm hauling my kids to eight different Halloween functions. Yeah, no. At any age. Well, I'm not taking them. I'm not taking them to every one. I'll take them on the golf cart tonight to that one. Whatever. You know, dude. But I'm not going today. They're doing it now. Right, so, d- did any of you guys used to go out and cause havoc on mischief night? hundred percent. Halloween. Yeah. In high school, that was bad. We did it on Halloween. We did it on Halloween though, not not the Both. They was Mischief Night on Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Mischief Night was the Eggs, night. Yeah. Egg shaving Eggs, cream, tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen here. It's weird. It, it I don't was, think it, it happens anymore at all. It right. actually in New oh, York yeah. it was could get pretty violent. I mean, actually yes. windows broken. It was actually Mischief Night was 
not a good night for a long time. Listen, you want to hear something disgusting? I I had people who shall remain nameless that used to fill up bags with like maple syrup, like Ziploc bags. And they drive around in a van and open the sliding door on Halloween and just throw the bags of maple syrup yeah. on people and let them explode on them. I, disgu- they would they would take gallons. They would save their pee and they would take gallons of, of pee buckets and they'd pour them on people's fences and on their front stoops. It was terrible in New York. People did bad stuff. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I know my dad was a fanatic about cars. He'd get those cars off the street. He'd get them into garages. He'd pull them behind the house, whatever he needed to do. Uh, because he got egg, a car gets egged once, it dam- it was damaging to the paint forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like acid. Yeah. I remember. I no, go ahead first. I think we owe it to our generation, this generation. I think you and I should just go to Paul's house and TP and egg it. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I think we need to get this new generation right. Maybe we'll take Asher and Carmine. Rocket Mickey you know. Mouse with some eggs. <laughs> I, I mean, are we going to be able to get past the red guards at the gate who, who guard the commune? Bro. It's Chip and Dale, isn't it? God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably be, no. <laughs> I remember one mischief night when we were kids. Um, me and my – it's so crazy, the shit you do and the shit you got away with back in the day. But me and my friends – we went and, you know, in Philadelphia, you have, you know, you would have the door and then like a screen door or a plastic door right in front of the door. And we went and we threw an M80 in between the doors of one of our friend's house and literally blew the glass door out and the front door like wide open. I mean, we probably oh my would God. Have jail today for that kind yeah. of like, we caused damage to the fucking house. And then we were kids. We didn't think about it. But like, yeah, I mean. I guess Mischief Night's pretty awful in in, in retrospect. In fact, when we in New York, like when I was on Staten Island, especially, we didn't go trick or treating at night. You went in the afternoon. They didn't want like parents. We they didn't want you out at night on Halloween because that was like an extension of Mischief Night, even on the thirty first. So when we were young, we had to get back like when it got dark, you know, right after. Right, right. Now it's different. Now now everyone goes out when it's dark around here. You're muted, Paul. Anyways, that's about enough on trick or treat. Anyway, on I can't wait. Oh no, shit, Paul! <laughs> no shit. We know. I can't wait. I love candy. I've been eating you... candy since that that Disney thing. I've I've been pounding Snickers and Twix, and oh, it's been great. You're such a grown man, child. You really are. <laughs> what's the What's the rule about how much of your kids' candy you can eat? Like, oh, my wife lets me have a little bit. And after a day or two, it all disappears. Yeah, yeah. It's rationed. My wife's rationed. It's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. Have you ever watched, I don't know if they still do, they ever used to see the Jimmy Kimmel clips where parents would send in videos telling their kids the next day, I ate all your candy. And the kid would like, the kids would scream out. Right. That's bad parenting. They just know. But then, you know, as they get old, they get smart. They start pilfering the bag before they come home, so they have a hidden stash before yeah. before uh, you can, you know, start yeah. rationing yeah. candy. You don't let your kids go out alone, though, do you, Abe? I guess they're like Petra's uh, not going to go. In the last year, right? do we have Petra's bigger than you. Petra's more intimidating than you are. But the, I'm saying, she does she even go now? Like Petra she passed that? Yeah. You know, my daughter went into no, her no, no, they, like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. They're still very into it, but now the problem is it's Halloween parties. I had to take it to a Halloween right. party out in the middle. Listen, I had to drive her out to a Halloween party like 
a week or two ago. Out in the middle, when I say in the middle, like I'm talking about, like I lived in Jupiter 16 years. And this was like in the heart of Jupiter Farms that I've never been that deep inside it. And I'm literally dropping them off and, I, and, I'm, and I'm seeing them. Um, you know, there's no better setting for like a horror movie than where I'm dropping you off. It was her and her girlfriend. And I'm like, like, literally, this is where every horror movie ever has been filmed. You are literally in the middle of nowhere in this big house. You can't even see where the next house is. There are no lights. It pitches black. The road's like eight feet wide and we're dropping you off. Have fun. So, um, wow. so yeah, now it's Halloween parties, but like, you know, unlike Paul, we have limitations because now my oldest daughter has a social life. So she thinks now that we're just hired chauffeurs to take her to here, to there and there. And this is like Florida. It's not like where we grew up. We grew up, you lived around five or eight of your friends. Right, everything was right. in the neighborhood. Like, if she wants to hang out with a friend, I gotta drive to Palm Beach Gardens. I gotta drive to Jupiter. You know, I gotta. I said, what the fuck is this shit? So she's limited to. There's four weekends in a month. She's limited to no more than two a month, where either one of her friends can come over or we can go. So, so she squeezed out her Halloween stuff. So for Halloween, she'll be in the neighborhood with our with our kids. She doesn't. They don't have any friends in your neighborhood. Well, because they go to school. They go to a school that a bunch of people from all over the place go to. All over the county. Why. That's the other problem, right? Yeah. Um. But no, she does. But that's not her friends' friends. Like you know, they were. They have a couple really good. Petra's got two really good friends in the area. But that's it. You know, I mean, um. And and, and now those girls are at their age where they're getting out of the neighborhood. You know, what I'm saying they're going to do what their friends are doing and whatnot. So, yeah. So, um. Yeah, so our kids will just – Alex and I, I think, what, last year, year before, during COVID, we just put two lawn chairs out, smoked a cigar. Right, like like, we, like Coop yeah. said, we handed out candy. They went out, out candy. Yeah, that's what, we, that's, yeah. What, that's what I did. Yeah. And we'll do that. Our kids will run around the neighborhood. Our neighborhood seems to have some pretty cool stuff. Some of the parents make haunted houses in their yards and – you know, there's there's a lot of stuff in our neighborhood. We got all these yeah, I was there. I was things. there. there were a we lot got of... all these inflatable things in the neighborhood this year. I'm not doing that. I'll put my Dude, somebody's, up got, my somebody's got a solid, like, 12-foot werewolf. It's not even inflatable. It's like a No, solid. that's what they all have here. Yeah, Home Depot had those things. Is that year. where they all got it from? It's like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, We there's a bunch of them here, too. I don't, where the hell do you store that thing? I guess it comes apart. Probably. I'm not sure, but yeah. still. Still, yeah, in, in your they're, garage, they're eleven months out of the year. Well, let me drop a bomb uh, before we go to break because we'll probably forget. But somebody wait. asked, oh, do, "Do we do we answer them?" No, no, no. But yeah, uh, Seth yeah, asked. Great actually. smoke tickets will go on sale next week, so we are opening ticket sales next week um, for the Great Smoke. Uh, I believe that the date is November 4th. Is that what we said? I think it's November 4th. November so 4th. Go on Friday, yes. November 4th. If you are a member of the Smoking Social Facebook group, it's a private group, great group. You should join it. Um, you may have a link a day early to be able to get your tickets as part of being our social life group. So if you're a member, look for the link on the 3rd. We're going to put it up. Um, yes, Tim, virtual too. Good time to join. Yes, it will be once again virtual and live. As always, the face of virtual TGS, Michael Herklotz, will be joining us along with the lovely Kim Keeney and Paul. <laughs> Paul, Paul. Was a we had good. Got to give Paul credit. He did Paul well. did a great job last year. Yeah, 
I was surrounded give, by such talent. Credit sometimes. Yeah, and, and both yeah, Paul and Kim did a great Thank job you. keeping that moving. Yeah, I have to commend them because they actually felt like real floor correspondents. They actually did a really, really good job. That's so. a hard. Well, but job the other to thing do. is, the other thing is with that team, you know, Michael, Kim, and I were so like, like go with the flow based and we could cover for each other that like you know they'd be they'd be talking our ear michael wants you to do this michael wants you to and then he could just michael could just throw it to me and i wasn't even you know not even being ready and we would be able to fill time it was it was good but it was was a fun thing that's the kind of stuff i live for you have to be when you're live and there's no rehearsal or barely anything i mean you guys get a 68 point outline and that's about it the rest of it's right on the go so oh, people have been asking me for weeks. So we're, you're, you heard it here first on KMA Talk Radio. Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness tickets go on sale Friday, November 4th with a special early availability uh, for our smoking socialites if you're a member of our smoking Facebook group. I got to tell you, just think about it. I kind of enjoy my station at the Great Smoke. I mean, you know, I got a lot going on, but it's it's cool sitting at Mission Control. It, Fuck it's yeah, cool. it is. I mean, it's, you know doing my part everybody being dang those guys are i mean it's really I, great watching i would like work. to do i mean basically i do do monty's job on paper but yeah, i would like too, to do yeah. Monty's job in real life that's a tough job it's a tough job yeah. tough. it is but i would yeah. love it absolutely core but it you're is coordinating, you're coordinating what the finished product is everybody's seeing right you know right. monty's doing his job following vision i've laid out for him on paper but He's really in the trenches. Cut the camera three. Cut the bring it up. By, I mean, I, 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 I think I would enjoy that. It's funny. I remember because we weren't sure if money was going to make, it. and you were like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you'd be able to do this. And as we got into it, you were like, Yeah, fuck no. There's absolutely no way you're doing. <laughs> no, man. It is so like that's something you really you're like you said you're coordinating finished product on you know live boom boom live there. It's it's like you know, and he's good. Control. He's great. He's good. We, we, we were contemplating that last year because the ex, okay, the expense for what Monty does is not an, a cheap thing. It's a no. very expensive thing. And it was all right to offset during COVID because we had no rental. We had we didn't have the right. major expense of renting the fairgrounds and all the equipment and all the furniture and the staffing. So it was a good offset. So now we didn't really think about it when we said do both. Now we're going to do both because that's what people asked us to do. And... The virtual part is only for the people who didn't come. So now I'm I'm boarding this expense for an allocation of only 500 tickets. So when I'm sitting down looking at the numbers as we're already knee deep in this, like, wow, man, this really doesn't pay to do it virtual. We're eating this huge production cost and we're only selling 500 tickets for it. It was different when we were selling 2,000 tickets for it, but it's only 500. So we started contemplating it because we couldn't really get we couldn't get their price down to where the show would actually look like a decent production. Because um, mm-hmm. once you start slashing, I think I said, "Oh, you might as well go out there with your iPhone and record it." <laughs> That's right. what they're telling right. us. You know? Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I started talking to Alex. I mean, Listen, what do you think? We could set up. You could do it. And da da da. And Alex was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can." You know. And then we started digging deep, and we're setting the structure. And it's funny because when I told Alex, when I told Alex, you know, bro, I, I don't know. I don't. I think I got to work out my. I don't think you can do this. He goes, yeah, I can't do this, bro. I'm looking at it. it it's really a lot. <laughs> it. it really is. So we reason came to us. Um, the upside was that the tickets sold out so fast. We we moved another two fifty over, which still kind of 
didn't, you know, it, it just showed us that there were, there were a lot of people who wanted to experience this virtually. So this year we upped it to a number where it actually makes sense, at least on a production level, where we're not going to lose any money on the virtual side of it. So, um, and I think they'll sell out. And if it sells out, virtual sells out again this year, like it did last year, because, you know, that's the beauty of the virtual side is, you know, not like, not, it's not like the live event, right? My cost of running the live event when it was 300 to compared to 3000 is exponentially huge, right? On the virtual side, our hard costs stay the same. I don't need more cameras. I don't need more things. I don't need more anything. So whether we're broadcasting to 500 virtual attendees or 3000 virtual attendees, there's really not much more in cost. So as long as it continues to prove it, and you know, that's the way we always look at things long-term, right? So we lost money on the virtual side last year. This year we hope to break even, and next year it might be profitable. And that, that's how we did the first great smoke. You know, we didn't, we, I think we broke even in year three or close to it and we were happy you now. So uh, I think the virtual component will continue and forever be a part of TGS, you know? My only, my only fear, I got a good B person up on deck. I mean, my only fear is when Michael Herklotz is really the virtual face of the Great Smoke. So, you know, hopefully as long as he's still available. But I, I think I have a very plausible B person should something ever happen or he, he gets too busy to handle the, the Great Smoke. You know, well, you almost, he almost, he almost couldn't, was it last year he almost couldn't do or the year two before? Years. Well, two yeah, years ago, he almost couldn't make the flight, but he right. couldn't make the flight. That was the weather, you know. Right. He was committed to this year, no matter what. He had told Pro Cigar, "I'm not coming," and they just wanted him so bad. They they did a whole flight thing for him to. Make yeah, they flew him back and forth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Down quick, quick shout out to Fred Rui, who is ready in case of an emergency yeah. to drive down the day of the Great Smoke and fill in for Michael had he not yeah. made his flight. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. As soon as he saw there was a problem, I called Fred. I said, Are "You come to Great Smoke?" He said, "Well, I was planning on watching it." I told him the story. He goes. Yeah, just let me know. I'll come down. I could be there in a couple hours. So, you know, yeah, it, it's Thank not God. like there's a lot of options of somebody who could sit in that role. That's you know, it's role. not a good role. Yeah. You know, so yeah. kudos, kudos to Mike. Um, what else we got? To, I mean, do we want to talk about the Tom Brady thing? Well, I Before think it's break. time for uh, our segment. Oh, is it that time? Is it? Yeah, Okay, yeah. there he, he, he does have it right. Name that jam. So what we're going to do, do is, is, is I, I'm going to give Paul about ten more seconds to prep himself. Before we <laughs> I'm ready. Out. No, I'm ready, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah. play it right friggin' now. I forgot about the new format. We're going to do our episode this week's episode of Name That Jam, sponsored by Avo Cigars. You're a real fucking asshole. You know that, Paul? <laughs> I didn't move the other one down. Alex, I'll, I'll do Alex, I'll you do. please make a video bite of this bullshit. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I can play it right now. <laughs> Plays the wrong fucking video. Here it is. <laughs> Disappointed in yourself? 
No, 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 really, because there are people happy go lucky guy. Yeah. See, there are people like this, and I totally think Paul's one of them. Like, if I bomb at something or I fail at something, you know, I'm I'm disappointed. I get hard on myself. I need to do better. But I bet you, Paul, you've never experienced being disappointed. No, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, I'd like to know when. I'd like to hear the story when you felt disappointed. I was a performer. I was a performer. I definitely had bad nights on stage, really bad nights. I mean, yeah, I've, I, you always want to do better. Listen, man, this is a uh, this is improv. This is live. You make mistakes. People make mistakes. I, you and, know what? The only, say, hey, look, my, at least he didn't play the reveal. Yeah, you know, I'll give him that much. I, I was gonna just <laughs> say that. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. Listen, Alex knows, and and Alex is great at it too. But Alex knows the one, the first time that he ever had to fill in for me to run everything. It is, it's, it's insane, especially if you're very active in the conversation. Oh, it's really tough to stay on top years, of two and a half years. It's, it's, it doesn't change. Stuff. It doesn't change how. But how I don't understand. You're, 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 the way you line things up and the way I line things up is different. So that's I don't line them up at all. I'm I'm yeah, like, that's the problem. Yeah. Like I'm because yeah. I know it's tough, so I'll line it up. I know we're gonna do name that jam, yeah. the intro, the reveal. Would you rather I actually yeah. usually Alex, I usually move person, it down? What person wouldn't do it that way? Paul. Really? Paul. That's it. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Just Paul. Okay, that's gonna be the hot mess, Paul DeGracco. That's gonna be a new <laughs> the hot mess. It's another oh, another of his long list of names. He's gonna catch up with your list. Getting you wanna, to name that. Getting to name do that the clip. Jam. We're gonna wait a minute. We're gonna play a couple <laughs> seconds of the clip, and we're gonna see if Abe, Coop, and Paul can name that jam. Now, I'm gonna preface this. I may have went a little too far this week. It may be a little bit obscure, but this is a song from an iconic movie scene. So I don't know if anybody's gonna get this or not. All right, here we go. <laughs> I have no freaking clue. No, no. Oh, this is tough. I, I want to see. I want to see if one person in the comments even can get it. I'll play it again. I'll play I it again. I feel like I've heard it before, though. But yeah, I, I'm. I got a feeling I won't know the song after the reveal. You might not. You might not. But you may, you'll know the scene. Uh, does anybody have a guess out there? 80s so much. Way to cut it down to a decade, Dan. Greg Kelly, my man. All right. See, I'm not totally crazy. Well, I mean, Wall Street. Yeah, dude. Depends. I'm not, uh, I'm not knowing I mean, the soundtrack. You, know, you could cheat. Wall you Street. could cheat. I don't know. Do you want me to play the reveal? Yeah, go ahead. I got one on my side. All right. Yeah, that, that was way. It's funny. I just exposed my daughter Petra to Talking Heads a couple weeks ago. So that is the song that's playing when Bud Fox starts moving into his new condo when he, when he finally yeah. hits big, and it's the ending credit roll. I, I I knew I might be a little little tough on that one. Yeah, that was when. Yeah, boom, exactly. Good man. job. Wow. I mean, let me let me tell you something. Had even I heard a little bit of the voice. I heard a little bit of voice. I would have known right away it was Talking Heads. I, yeah, I would. I, I may have guessed Talking Heads. I would have heard. I was Talking Heads head, head, yeah. right away, but I probably wouldn't be able to pin that song. That was a good one. I know it was, was going to be one. a tough one. I know that, that was, was a tough one. one. That was a tough one. Well, we have failed. Movie, I'm going to use them. 
<laughs> I've named that jam. So uh, coming up in hour two, we're going to talk about Zodiac cigars and the trend. What's going on? Is it going to continue? Some of the Zodiac cigars that are out right now. It seems to be a growing segment of our cigar industry. We're going to talk about a new lighter from DuPont. ST DuPont with a $70 lighter. Is it really so? And of course, we will have our... Uh, sorry, what's it called? Would you rather an hour two? And do we have a teaser for? Uh, we don't have a teaser, but uh, we're going to bring it up. We're going to announce it. We're going to discuss it. Season season six now of the tape. We have season six in store for you. Hopefully, it'll start next week. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carenas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Phenomenal. Welcome back to Hour 2 of KMA Talk Radio, everybody. Episode 479. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida. And as always, I am here with the gang, William the Scoop, Cooper, Alex the Goat, and Hot Mess, Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I like it. I had to put I that in. It fits. We'll, we'll just call him. <laughs> he could tell his friends it means his majesty, but we all know it means hot mess. His majesty. I would be great royalty. I'd be so oh, nice to the like, underlings. You'd make a great jester. <laughs> I bet that's a good gig. I mean, unless you don't make the them royal, laugh and the you royal. get killed. Just to, to stay on something cigar related, what are you guys smoking? We well, you know Paul's not smoking nothing. Um, other than back on Tuesdays. What are you guys smoking? I'm a, I'm actually smoking a high Claire Castle, which I haven't had. Ooh, the red one. The red, the red one, one or yes. the blue one. I, the I love one. the red one. I've been on a, I've been on a lighter kick lately. 
I've been on a light kick. I go hey, through. Are you lit? Yeah, yep. I'm smoking the HVC Serie A. Great cigar. Great cigar. It's a good oh. medium one. Hey, are you uh, one, man. That's so good. Are you Maria Luce? So That's what I thought you were. One of my favorites from the, the PCA show this year. You said that. Wrapped in controversy, but maybe I'm it, it. I don't know it, our team the two cigars that broadly came out with. <laughs> yeah. But the two cigars, the other one he came out with Mas Ignius is also really good. Our team was really I high on that, those yeah. cigars coming out of the show. Controversy yeah, yeah. aside, the cigars were very good. My question is now, is this going to start being made by somebody else? Whether Luciano's still going to make it, the question is, he's doing it at Pachardo or somewhere else is the question. I don't think he's doing it at Pachardo. And, I, might, I, mean, I, might, I mean, somewhere I else, call, I mean his physical location. Right. I might call and just order 50 or 100 boxes just so I have this current. Well, the big, thing, the big thing is the last day for... Man, that's a good question. Somebody's got them. On on Tuesday, it's going to change who's distributing that stuff because he distribution right, agreement ends on Monday first. night. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it, Luciano will make them. It's just is he's going to use the physical Pachardo facility or is he going to set up another facility? I think that's the question. Well, the world of cigars yeah. never boring. Yeah. And speaking of the world of cigars, huge another trend. We talk about the advent calendars. Another trend now, it just seems to be growing and growing, is Zodiac cigars, right? Mm-hmm. Now, unless I'm incorrect, Coop, the first people I think did it was Davidoff. Yeah. So with Dav- Davidoff, what they did is, and a lot of people may not notice, is in 2012, they actually floated this idea in the Asian market and they released a uh, a Year of the Dragon cigar. And it wasn't really with fancy packaging or anything. And I guess they tested the waters of it. And the following year they launched a, a much more um, elegant elegant one with the Year of the Snake which to me was one of the best Davidoffs ever created. Um, and in every year they've gone through the different uh, years. You know, is it the Year of the Horse, the Sheep, the Dog, etc. So, yet yeah, they're the ones, I think, that really put this concept on the map. Now, they're dropping and ready to drop Year of the Rabbit. We got a picture of this thing? Uh, oh, look at the that. Year of the Rabbit? Oh, that's that's not all of them that I got. Yeah, you, you're not I, even, you're, you're pulled a half-wheel picture again, Paul. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just, but if you look, okay, but there's actually something to show on here. So, if you look at that first photo, photo, see the first cigar with the white band? Yeah. So, that was the first one? That was Yeah, that was the one that went to Asia with the white band. And then the red ones were the ones that they kind of done worldwide since then. So they go up to last year with the tiger. Photo courtesy of Half Wheel. Photo courtesy of Half Wheel. I, I don't have a good job Photo by them on that to have every one of them. They, that's a good job by them on that. The, the, that tiger one was wild and it sold out really fast. Really I everybody. didn't like it though. Listen, I'm not talking it. about how it smoked. I think everybody just loved yeah, the yeah, packaging, the yeah. look. But and actually, I got them from you. You guys pulled them from the. You guys sold them out so quick, but you said you had some in the warehouse. I remember you went and got me some that day. Was, so, was, Paul, can you pull that back up real quick? Dash a little yeah. somewhere. I just want to see something. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. So they have 12, eleven. 12's the rabbit. So twelve is the rabbit, and there's only twelve. I wonder if they'll revisit. I think they will there's revisit 12, the dragon. I think they would be crazy if they don't capitalize on Year of the Dragon and do like a much more elegant release with that. Absolutely, yeah. And, and now, and, and you know, the, the 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 price of these things just continue to skyrocket. Every oh God, year. these are fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. No. The mo- this is the 
Yeah. So to give you an idea, the Year of the Snake went for $31 in 2013, which people thought was insane that they were crossing the $30 plateau. Now, now you go and look. Now it's you're adding another twenty dollars, and this is the most expensive release they've had in the series. Fifty dollars. You know, my thing is is with this. I mean, look, it's such a monstrous. What? 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 what, what, what how much did last year's go for, Coop? I want to say forty. The Tiger right? thing went for forty. I mean, it went up. It went up twenty five percent in one year. That's just such an astronomical number yeah. i mean it doesn't go backwards yeah 42 dollars it was last year so that's eight dollars this thing's gonna be like a hundred dollars in five years it's just insane well you know davidoff's already got um a hundred dollar cigar and they have a 500 dollars cigar but i think what's happening is i think this thing that happened with cohiba trying to say we're a luxury brand they're a luxury brand i think now you're seeing davidoff say hey no we're the luxury brand worldwide and i think this is what they're trying to do here i think it's the same thing well, Davidoff's yeah. always been a luxury brand worldwide. It's never been in contention. Right. I, I, think, they're con- I think they're kind of defending their turf here with it. You, you, want my, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. You know, if you want to make more money, it's just a lot easier to raise prices than it is to go out and work harder and get new market share. And and let me tell you something. They know that the people buying their cigars at $20, $25, 30 you know, you may get less of the average guy who says, I want to treat myself to a nice cigar. I'll buy myself a $25 cigar. He ain't dropping 50 but their core clientele, most of them aren't going to get phased. They're going to buy the cigar. Most of those guys are smoking for the band. And I, I, I don't see anything. I mean, look, if you just look across the whole industry, what's raising? What is going up at the rate Davidoff goes up? Nothing. If someone project, you know, I, I, I challenge any, I challenge any blogger or guy out there. Somebody do a plot chart, do a graph, pick ten different companies and what the prices have been over the last twelve years. I guarantee you, Davidoff is nowhere near anybody. Yeah, it's in some stratospherical <laughs> universe. Based on what, I have no idea. Yeah. We just had a price increase, right, Alex? Yeah. Davidoff. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. A yeah, we're looking at. We're looking at this. A box of cigars has gone up a hundred dollars. Yeah, wow, hundred dollars. There's some significant price increases that we've. Uh, you know, I think we were talking about Winston Churchill was one that went up the late hour. Okay, Winston late hour, yeah. Churchill. Winston Churchill is a marketing thing. There's a royalty payment involved. There's other factors outside of a oh. normal production cigar, right? right? But if you just look at the core line, their projects and stuff they do, and you look at their pricing, I guarantee you, someone would take the time to do a plot chart and look at it, it doesn't follow anything in this industry well like it's 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 gross i mean a box of double r is over a thousand dollars now wow 25 count box of double yeah. r yeah regular line you know white label dab it up you know i think and you're right abe i think there's there's you know people are gonna the guys who are gonna spend it are gonna spend it but um, I also think for those 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 other people who who you know are willing to spend the 25, 30, 35 bucks that don't want to spend the fifty, um, this may help brands like like Atabay, for instance. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. look, yeah. the Davidoff guys who are going to spend the money are going to spend the money. You know. Yeah. But the other people, guys who want to spend a certain amount of money but don't want to. Yeah, special occasion. I want to buy something they know is nice. Or they're just they. I will be phased out. 
He's saying he's he'll be phased out of buying Davidoffs, I guess. You know, but the Tigers, think about how fast the Tigers went last year at forty two dollars. So right. well, Davidoff's looking at this. Well, we got demand. People will pay fifty dollars for this. Well, this is a very sought after release. These Chinese, they, listen, like Zodiac I said, ones. they do have the the demand because I think most of their clientele is not going to be phased by it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. What's Coop, what's the significance of the way the cigars are laid out in the um, From what I understand, uh, that is meant to represent the rabbit's warren and kind of hopping around from different things. And the warren's okay. kind of the place where the rabbits live, you know, so to speak. So that's what I understand what that was for. I, I didn't make a lot of sense to me, like, you know, but but it, but that's what they that's how they explained it. Yeah, it looks kind of out there. Yeah, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, and if it, there's like on the on the on the cigar, there's a pigtail it's supposed to represent the rabbit's tail. You can see it on it right there. Yeah, um, it's only the second time they've done a perfecto in the uh, Zodiac series. The, the rooster. I would have been more impressed if they did a double pigtail. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty cool. But uh, they tried that. Like Eric tr Eric Espinosa tried that with the uh, taser. It's tricky. Oh, yes. oh, oh, the taser. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Can I ask you a stupid question? This like every other one? No, it, but this is with a, pig, with a pigtail. Yeah. Is the is the point of the pigtail to not cut it at all? Like, because most of the, like with Sokka's pigtails, I can just go boop and then smoke it and not have to cut it. Is that the point of it or is it just decoration? And are you I supposed look, to still cut it? I always cut it, right? Me too. Because I always worry about tearing the wrapper. Right. right? Um, I think it's it's kind of it's kind of decoration, but it's kind of a convenience when they're finishing the cap on the cigar. They can make this pigtail as opposed to trying to round the cap, which is a little trickier. Okay. Uh, but I never I never pull the pigtail. I I, uh, I will I will unless I don't have a cutter. I will always do a straight cut on that. Uh, yeah, it's my concern that. too, Coop. If I pull it, is a little too much of that wrapper going to come off with it? Yeah, and plus I like a little more surface area. To smoke on me too, yeah. So now, right, right off of the tails of Davidoff, I believe was Drew Estate. Um, you could probably argue it was Drew Estate. They did Year of the Rat in 2016, and but they were they were using Year of the Rat for a, uh, the Florida Panthers, and it was actually an exclusive that was available at the arena at first before they brought it in there. Uh, but their year of the rat was meant for the Florida Panthers' year of the rat when they went to the Stanley Cup years ago. Was what that, and then they actually morphed it into more of a Chinese New Year release. Now, did I call that lounge a catastrophe from day one? Not yes, well they, thought out. They had, me, remember they had you did a, I, I remember us having a conversation about this. Listen to me, just so you know, they approached us on two different occasions to put a lounge there, right? And there was no formula or no setup that having a lounge at the Panther Stadium made any sense. And then when I heard, um, I don't know if they ever did it or not, but didn't Alec Bradley even do it? Or they did it first? I can't remember. I think Alec Bradley was even there at one point. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after Drew Estate. Um, or I could be wrong. Maybe they're just interested, but I think they were there. And it just doesn't make sense. And it never makes sense. And the way they, they structured it made no sense. Just, there's no way, you, unless you're just, want to spend the money to have your name there, which probably Drew Estate did. Um, but that's long gone, and then Year of the Rat became, I guess, a regular production. And they, they did a Year of the Pig, I think it was just for China? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did a Year of the Pig, they did a Year of the Ox as well. 
Yeah, Year of the Ox, too. It. Yeah. So I haven't heard if they're doing a Year of the Rooster, on the Year of the, Rooster, and, year but, of the but, Rabbit yet. But I wonder why. Why have they not released? Why aren't they making any of these for... I, I wonder if it's a trademark issue. I was going to say, is it a trademark? Because even a lot of these, you see, they wind up coming out for the European market. Like, I, Coop, you mentioned Vegafina has one too, right? And Placencia. Vegafina has one. Placencia had, had one that started in Europe and one here. I don't know if you could trademark that, though, is where it gets tricky. Well, then why why would Drew State make a cigar like Year of the Ox and Year of um, the Pig and not release it in the States where they started, where they biggest fans in the world are yeah um it does it, it could be that it could be that they at the time were a little worried about fda i don't think it was that it could be they just want to throw something to that market they did oh, a year of the tiger i didn't yeah, even know they, i didn't even know they did a year of the tiger that was from that's from coop yeah they did it wasn't a u.s release that wasn't a U.S. release. I gotta wonder if it's a trademark issue. I can't believe they wouldn't release it because you know they'd all be sought after, right? Yeah, but you know they had this rat thing is goes back before Davidoff launched the Chinese zodiac. Maybe, they would, but maybe maybe that's why they were allowed to get away with the rat one, right? Maybe they've already yeah. had a rat trademark, and um, I, I just this. You know, there's funny things which what could be like certain things could be trademarked. Like locations can't be trademarked. I don't know if a Chinese New Year could be trademarked or not. I don't know the answer to that. It could be, Abe. I'm, just, I'm not saying no. I'm just I don't. I know just I see no reason why they wouldn't release it here. Were the Placencia year years released here? Were there Zodiac? Yeah, they were. They were and released and here. They one, released one here this year. Last and year. which one did Placencia do? Does anybody have the, the packaging? I'm, I'm getting it now. They did Year of the Tiger for sure. I have. They that did Year of the Ox. There's a year of the ox. I know we. So it's that. not a licensing thing. Maybe Drew Estate just doesn't want to look second fiddle to uh, Davidoff. I don't know. Yeah, Maya Silva did. Maya Silva did one. They're a European company. That's the Placencia. Oh yeah, they, they weren't cheap. The they weren't cheap. Those. Those are like forty dollars. Those as well. They weren't Which one? Cheap the Placencia. Either. The Placencia is not cheap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Vega Fina did like I said the Vega Fina one um went to the US this year. That was the first time Vega Fina sent it to the US. Oh, so Vega Fina did have one sold in the US. Yeah, the Tigers was sold in the US. But for for a few years that's been one for Europe only. Um but you know, Vega Fina is a brand that's bigger in, in Europe. It's it's not really a big brand here in the US. So you know, I think I think they brought it because they were a TPE and they had something to bring there. It was a pretty good cigar, actually. Do you, see, do you predict or see this trend continuing? I mean, listen, obviously it can't continue more than the 12 Zodiacs, right? But do you see anybody else maybe getting into this game? No, I mean, General kind of did something on the ancillary with it, but I don't think they're going to do an annual one with it. No, I think... What did, I think General, it, what did General do? They did... The, well, they didn't... They they did like those punch uh, chop suey cigars. Which oh, they, but that's not they, a zodiac cigar. No, nah, but they released it at the Chinese New Year time. Yeah. So, just in my quick digging, uh, uh, apparently it's it's you basically can't trademark universal symbols. Yeah. Which I I guess you this know it almost one, would yeah. be like trademarking a date. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, wait, hold on. is that is is that a universal symbol? It, yeah, I mean, just because yeah. it's not a U.S. thing, it'd be, it'd be like trademarking, you know, July Fourth. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
you know, I kind of go through. I don't know who else would do one, right? That's significant because I think have the top like, two one counts too, Coop. Because if you look at it, I'm bringing the image up in a second, but it has like uh, the red and gold rat on it, and and like 2020 written on it with the year of the rat. They, yeah, they they kind of did it that way, um, and but they released it also for the Chinese New Year. Yeah, you see that exactly. The rat. Oh my God, that had to be a pain in the ass for you guys. Oh, Abe, Abe loves Abe loves that packaging. You don't remember <laughs> the, the warfare there? Yeah, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. over that. Peter put Justin on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First off, let me just tell you something. At that time when this was released, I didn't know who Justin Andrews was. I didn't know what involvement <laughs> is, but I didn't care. Whether I don't care, <laughs> Jesus Christ made that box. That was the stupidest unretailer friendly box I've ever seen. My opinion, hands down. I'm a retailer. You know, can't stack them. You know, makes no sense. You know, and his response to me was, I mean, this is just to friends. You know, actually, Justin Andrews coming to the Great Smoke first time this year. Um, Justin's a good guy. Justin's yeah, a, I like guy. a lot. He's a great guy. He is a good guy. But he, listen, I call it the way I see it, honest Dave. I mean, it was just an absurd. The first thing I see in the retailers is this is retarded. This is insane. You can't, you can't pile the boxes. No. And then and, and it, my favorite was his response was, well, they're going to sell so fast, you shouldn't have to pile them. What are you talking about? If I were 100 boxes, where am I going to put them? I'm going to lie them one layer on the floor across the whole store? How does the box open? You have to take that that yellow wrapper off to open the box? Like, is it is it all cardboard? It's like, I don't know, it's like a takeout box, I guess. Yeah, like like, I didn't get the box. You can't cigars and... either. In the, like, it's not like you can open it and yeah. display the cigars. Yeah. Uh, it's uh they they did one with like uh, a chinese food carton for egg rolls yeah and they did a bento box one year right. which didn't make sense because it's chinese and then they uh, got away from the food real quick and went with a fu manchu yeah they went with a, they Smartly. got away with food yeah and, and here's what i'll say about justin we i have a like we a couple of us have a group chat with him we pick on him about everything <laughs> he takes it on the shorts every time with that <laughs> we blame him for everything <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the bento box is like a regular box at least. Um, but yeah, but like I said, I mean, it's gotta be. I, I, you know, I don't like these type of packaging. Not because it's I, I'm not against the creativity. I just you can't see the cigars a lot of times, and you really can't open them like a traditional box to open them up in a humidor. So I, I just tend to hate a lot of this type of packaging. There's the bento box. Yeah. That at oh. least is a little more retailer friendly, though. It just Hold it on. didn't make Hold sense. On. Hold on. I'm just telling you, those aren't real cigars in that box. No, they're not. That's they're pictures, not. right? Yeah, that, absolutely. That's some piece of cardboard. That's an image. Yeah, that's an image. Absolutely. Oh, that's my flat. God. What a terrible job. They totally could have made it look real. Yeah. There you go, Abe. You got some. That, that's a graphic designer in me. I couldn't help it, but God, that looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. I may have a real one. But, yeah, I, it's. I, I think it's, I think it's peak day, but I think there may be a surge next year with Year of the Dragon being that's the big year. I think next year you may see an all out, and then I think it's going to plateau after that. Next year is not the year of the, the Dragon, though. Yeah, 2024, I'm saying. 2024 is the year of the Dragon. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, see, it's actually Rabbit is next year. They release it now, but when we see next a year from now when they announce Year of the Dragon, I think those are going to be big ones. Alex, did you even realize the Easter egg in this comment? Oh, yeah. I thought about that earlier. There's an Easter egg in this. Yeah, Paul don't even know. Her, her, her. Big Easter egg there. It's too right. far ahead. 
But yeah, you, you, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if the Zodiac thing continues. It, 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 I just find it funny how a lot of them just ain't doing it here in the states too. I just I don't understand that. I might have to actually, I might have to actually ask because now I want to know. And if I if I get the if I get the skinny, I will come back on KMA Radio and share it. But yeah, I'm be curious. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm really curious as as to why why. Uh, it's it, it, Drew Estate isn't releasing any of these here in the States. I mean, could it be no. that they just don't sell here? No, they no. sell. Definitely not sell. they don't sell Hold here. Hold on. First off, Davidoff has proved that they do. They do. Already. Okay? And secondly is, Drew Estates would sell like they were, they were like bricks of gold. Right. Okay? You know, I don't know how Placencia has, has done. I don't know how the Vegafino one has done. I don't know, but the fact that I didn't even know about them tells me all I need to know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny that, you know, a couple of years ago, Year of the Rat, which was still pretty limited, you only could get it at events, ends up number four on the media consensus list last year for a cigar almost anyone couldn't get. So, Bruce, pushed for, that one. For, you know? for a cigar that almost no one could get, you mean? It's a Facebook. It was Abe. It was a true Facebook cigar, as you call it. Yeah. Who, yes, almost, I dubbed that term. Thank you for the credit. I appreciate no, it. No, I've actually stole, I've, I, but I give you credit. But I do use that. No, term. no, no. It's true to you. Truly, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's because if you think about it, like, how did all these media people review it? It's because they were pushed to the media. Is what happened. Oh, and I'm a cigar sure that is not very vertically available suddenly can end up high on lists because it's in the media's hands, but consumers can't get it. So there's something wrong with that model is what I look at a lot of times. Are you saying they bought their way to the list? No, they had the media gets access to the cigar, is what happens. So uh, you know, socket access, access meaning that they were sent a bunch of cigars. They were sent the cigars, right? You sent the cigars. Kind of like nothing wrong. There's buying. nothing wrong with being sent cigars, right? But when everyone sent this cigar that nobody can get, and it ends up very high on the list. There's something weird, you know. It's just how it would it, every media person get it, but no consumers can get it. Which, I love trying to shake you up a that, little bit. Are you talking about the Davidoff or the, yeah. the Drew Estate? Drew Estate, you're the rat. Drew Estate. Okay. Drew Estate. Oh, it can't shake up because I think that you absolutely should be getting samples. So that's an issue I've said. We shouldn't be ashamed of it. Every other product review industry gets it, but the two industries that take it uh, a beating on are cigars and fashion. Fashion people get beat because they get sent free clothes. So let me ask you a question. Are you telling me that none of the manufacturers send out samples? And if they about half of them, about it, we get about half our samples on. But let me ask something: if they don't, isn't there some kind of FDA regulation about sending out samples? Government regulation. Uh, about- bus- <laughs> it doesn't apply because of business to business. It, okay. Business to business. Right. Send out samples. Yeah. Consumers got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So the other thing is, is that. Do you think some of them just don't want to waste time trying to verify who actually has a business and doesn't have a business and operating like Joe Blow? Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think people verify that at all. I so mean, you don't think they're really right. guys out there. Yeah. So, so let me ask you: Do you think you're not getting samples from cigar companies because they're just not marketing savvy, and they just really haven't thought about it, that as part of what they should be doing? Or have you literally asked, or do you know of stories where someone asked for samples and they said we don't send samples? I know both. I mean, I think some are some I don't think need to send samples, right? 
Uh, certainly, I don't think Davidoff needs to send samples out of You're the Rabbit because it's a small release and it's going to sell out. But, you know, when Davidoff came out with the Escurios and the Nicaraguas, they were sending those out because those were more longer-term um, right. projects. So they're building a brand. They're building a brand with that, right. So, you know, and I've moved – like the Coop Miles changed in the last couple of years. I've moved away from reviewing a lot of small batch stuff. There's not as much as I review anymore. Of it because I've recognized the sustainability of the, the core releases. But, you know, some companies will send out core releases, some won't. The problem is that, you know, everyone says, well, media gets sent samples and they uh, the scores are higher, right? You know, I, I disclose that data every year. What's I, I give average scores for what's sent to samples, what's not sent to samples, who's a sponsor, not a sponsor. And pretty much they're the same, at least on my site. Uh, I know the developing palettes guys did the same thing, and they're pretty much the same. So that's you that, that argument. Whether you bought them or sent the samples, right? I look at I, I publish the average. Every every review has the source of whether it was sent or bought, and then I do the average scores at the end of the year, and they're pretty close. But I don't know. Cigar media feels apologetic all the time. Like we gotta apologize for getting a sample. That's part of doing our business. That's part of how we do it. Um, I think there's some sites or some that they. I think it's aficionado. I don't know if anybody else does. I think Aficionado refuses to any cigar that's reviewed they actually buy. And no, I no, no. I think it was uh, I think it's half wheel. Half wheel. And we okay. haven't made that decision Hold on. yet. Just yeah. so you know, it is Aficionado too because they used to call an order from us. But they are so, sent samples for a while from the there. For a while there, and I'm sure it was unbeknownst to Marvin. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody from Aficionado was ordering cigars from us for the review process. So I think they definitely do go out and buy their cigars. And then half wheel does as well. Yeah. Um, so what's what's your take on that mentality? Because you're saying, well, you know, we should get samples. Every industry should get samples. And these guys saying, listen, we buy every cigar we review. Well, I think there's some. This, I've actually been considering doing it with Coop too, because there were there are issues with if the sample like are the samples really representative of what's on the shelf? And I think they had an issue with a couple of companies with that, where they would send like they sample. Send you- they re- they send you the supers when the bloopers made the shelf. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. So I think they just said, hey, you know, we're just going to take that out of the equation at this point. And uh, we, we've we been debating that. We haven't made that decision as a team to do that because we do think it's, like, important. Like, at the trade show, for example, we don't review any sample we get at the trade show. We tell companies, hey, we want to uh, taste, smell, touch your product, kind of get a feel for it but we're not doing the review of it. And some companies will say, we don't want to give you a sample and that's fine. And others will say, Hey, take the sample and do that. That's fair. Because the trade we've had such a, we've had so many problems with the trade show cigars. I mean, I saw a couple of lists this year, last year where they had the trade show samples make the top 25 and you can see it because they had the pre-release bands on it, the white and black and white bands. I'm like, right, right. really guys, really guys, come on. And that's your one of your top cigars of the year. Wow. Uh, so that's that's something, you know, but at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with a company saying, hey, we're going to send you the sample. And a lot of times, for example, I will buy the cigar also because I don't get enough samples. Like there's a couple of companies that only send you like one of each size and I need to at least have two or three. So if it's a cigar that interests me, I'll buy I'll buy it. That's another good question. How many cigars do you smoke to do a review of of one line? Well, one three, three, right? Three. Yeah. Right. Now, really? now, do, you, do you sample when you do a review, Coop? Is it just of the line itself or of a specific size? Specific size. Every cigar is Vitola specific. And sometimes we'll review a couple of sizes of that. So uh, you'll do multiple Vitolas of a line? 
Yes, we will. And we consider a line extension a brand new cigar. So if, if a, the line's been out for a couple of years, they come out with a new size. That's a brand new cigar for that year. And we do it that way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've read, a, I've read a bunch of your reviews, Coop. I, I look at your reviews. I, I'm not really a review guy. I, I like, you know, like, I'd, ra I'd much rather hear from, like, Alex. Because Alex and I, I think, have a similar palate. So he got me to try a cigar the other day that I would have never, I would have never touched. I would walk right by it. But he's like, no, 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 you got to try it. He brought it over to me, and I absolutely loved it. So, I, but I, I like to rely on, like, people that I know will have a similar palate. You know what the you know what the two things I get asked most about a review, besides the score, obviously. How much is this cigar, and where can I get it? Those are the two most asked questions. Well, I we get. know the answer to one of them. Right. <laughs> well, the price thing is a whole nightmare because companies don't want to send you media price increases, but you know because they think we're going to publish it. And I've been arguing with companies, hey, just send me your price book every every six months, and I can just look at that and reference it. If we're doing reviews and stuff like that, right? And uh, because then what happens? Your pricing is inaccurate in the review, which is oh, funny because then they'll want to reach out to you and tell you your pricing on your review is too low. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And I've had that problem, and I've had companies tell me we don't want the media communicating a price increase. I said, it's not just that. It's I don't. It's not really going to get me a lot of hits to say your prices are going up. It's going to get me more credibility if I have accurate pricing. And instead, I have to go searching for it. And they don't want media right. to announce a price increase. Half wheel does it every week. They literally because have they, a. You know what the trick is? You get you go get the retailer emails. That's how they get all that stuff. It's all sent to the retailers. There's very like a small percentage is only sent to the media. And if you think it's worth doing that, they can go ahead. I, I don't. I didn't find it as an ROI to do that. That's why I don't do it. But I get better information from the retailers than from the company sometimes on, on, on information because they send, they send different information to the retailers. Do you smoke a kind of Bruce Stark inspired this question? It's kind of a better version of this question. Uh -huh. But do you smoke cigars that you just don't review? You just smoke them? Or do you find your way to review any cigar that you smoke? Um, no. I, I mean, most of my reviews are focused on a two-year cycle. So – from the time I'm smoking it to two years prior. Um, I do, you know, like I said, there are some cigars I go through on a, on a periodic. I, this HVC Serie A is one I go back to several times. I mean, I just like this cigar. But you reviewed it. I reviewed it, but yeah, I go back to it. I like it. Well, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is you ever out and about and you just, hey, I, I've never tried this cigar. I'm going to try it and smoked it without an intention that I'm going to review it. Or yes. it's, basically, it's basically part of the review process than every cigar that you smoke it's a small percentage that where i'll go there and i'll see a cigar and i'll smoke it right it's a very small percentage these days because the amount of cigars i review but i do do that from time to particularly when i'm traveling is a great example of that and when, I was, when i did the trip up to boston that's what i did there's just cigars i wanted to try that i hadn't tried before or cigars i wanted to revisit um i went to one store in rhode island and they had some really old uh some old tatuaje stuff i was able to get my hands on and you know, just enjoy that. So, but it's 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 few and far these days. What is Coop, this? Do you smoke you while you watch the game? The MU. I times. smoke when I watch the game, but I don't review when I watch the game. Of course not. Of course. Yeah, not. yeah, that's a big difference. But yeah, I do smoke when I watch the game. Yeah, and I don't light up like a like a, a, a special cigar till the 
right, all. Right. I don't. I haven't had a lot of championships these days. I think we're I did co- not we're... do. So, I did not do a celebratory cigar after the NL- NLCS. By the way. Yeah. Wait a minute. I Time out, up. Paul. Uh, we don't have to be secretive. It was. Oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a more feminine moment. No offense to all the women out there. <laughs> you, yeah, you're really hitting it, it was hard a new world Dorado. I told Paul what, to try. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'll tell you privately. I'll DM you. What was the, yeah. It was a new world Dorado. Now, now here's another well, thing. I, I, I was. What, why are you trying to keep this secret? I'm not keeping it secret. I just didn't think we were still talking about it. So I would. I was going to let it go, and I'll talk about what. I, I stand by my picks, Paul. No, 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 you problem. do. I, I, I don't think Alex has ever driven me wrong. He's Alex is the one that that told me I wasn't a huge fan of the the firecracker. Uh, was it the firecracker the 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 Mikarita? Uh, which it was a Mikarita firecracker. The tricky chaka. Oh, the first time I smoked it, I really didn't love it, and it's probably the first one of Saka cigars. I was like, eh, it's okay. And uh, and Alex is like, you gotta like give it a shot. Try it. Yeah. Try it again. And I try I smoke a few of them now, and I actually really enjoy them now. Wait, I just don't want this plane flying over too quickly. I just want to understand what happened here. You mentioned something that Alex had me try a cigar, and I liked it. How did this come up in conversation? Did I miss it? What did you say? Yeah, I, I said I said he he showed me a cigar that I would have just walked right past. I never would have picked it up. And he's and like, then oh, you, you gotta try. It. You couldn't see on the air. That no, we had to... already gone past it, so I wasn't gonna talk about it and oh. bring it back. Yeah. That's why. But here, here's a good example of that Dorado. It's something that just got released in the last month, right? I'm not going to run and do the review of that just yet, but I will smoke that to get a sense of what that cigar is. Um, and then I put some in the humidor because I want my cigars to have a minimum of a month age on it before I smoke them under, this, under common conditions. But I'll smoke that ahead of time just to get like a feel for what that cigar is all about. Do you Are there any cigars that you smoke on a regular basis that you haven't or won't review? I think if that's what older, he would get. If they're at. older ones, you know, like I'll I'll smoke Padrones Thousand Series, you know, for example. I'm not going to really go back and review those. Uh, Fuente Hemingways, I, I enjoy those. Um, they're just too old. Or if it's a very limited cigar, I just at this point single store stuff. I I really don't want to review much of it anymore unless it's a higher profile release, like a like a like a micro blend or something. Or but most of the single store Thank stuff, you. I'll just smoke it to enjoy it. But it's not worth reviewing it because it has too lot shorter lifespan, and no one's going to be going back to that review in six to eight months. Right. Yeah. Point well taken. Yeah. Um. On that note, before we hit the scoop with Coop, let's talk about this seventy dollars Dupont lighter, man. Do we have a video of this thing? I, is it I can't find it. Where? What is it called? Hooked. Dupont. T. Dupont. Hooked. It was on. It was on Aficionado. Yeah, Half Wheel did a good review and a video on it too. I have the I have image. I, I did not get that one. Normally, I get stuff from Dupont actually, so I did not get that one from them. Is it the red one? It's called Hooked, Paul. It's it's there's a bunch of yeah. called Hooked. Bunk- They're all the same. It's just different. Art. Okay. So is this the cheapest lighter that they sell? Yes. Yeah. And by far? So, so yeah, it's a lighter that, you know, yeah. like DuPont is yeah. a professional. Of course, he gets the Kama Sutra one he finds. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can find. My browsing history tells Google to find that. Do I have this one on my, I may have gotten this one on my. No, I don't have that. I have the. So that is the hooked. The ST DuPont hooked, which is, our, I understand the retail to be about 70 bucks. So, and again, it's kind of for ST DuPont. I mean, ST. 
that may be an expensive lighter for a lot of folks, but ST DuPont lighters, it's not unusual to see a lighter a thousand dollars from that. Right. Um. So yeah, that's kind of um, it's kind of one of those things. Does that is that a good thing or a bad thing? And there's two sides to, uh, to look at that. On one side of the equation, it's like hey, it gives someone access to an ST DuPont. That it's a kind of a gateway. You're addressing an audience, and on the other side of the coin, is like, well, it's cheapening the brand, isn't it? Yeah, because does it devalue everything else? Right, right. So, you know, it would be coming out like a ten thousand dollar Ferrari or something like that. You know, so that's where this is kind of gets a little controversial sometimes when when stuff like this is done, and it has a mixed reaction. Well, I mean, so a mini jet is about hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm going to say that again, courtesy of Half Wheel. Thank you. But that's still not an inexpensive lighter at 150. Most people are no. not spending 150 dollars on a lighter. But that that is this is a smaller lighter, single flame. Um, the mini I don't know, jet is nothing like the Dupont experience, is what I'll tell people. Okay, it's a good lighter, but it's not that ping. You don't get that ping, you know, which is what. The, well, you only get the ping with the line two anyway. Even the line eight. But that's what that famous. But that's what that famous for. Right. Yeah. Right. But 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 the, but listen to me. The one thing, listen. First off, I'm a much bigger fan of the the th slim mini, the slim, uh, the slim, uh, yep. slim seven. Yeah, yeah th those those are gorgeous. They're nice. I have yeah. one. I think it's great. Um, just put this picture up. Is it me or is this is this like the lighter I see when I go to the gas stations but by the counter? I mean, this is like, is this not an attractive lighter or is it just me? Like this is something like I thought I would think I would see in the display boxes. Like when you go up to the counter at a gas station, you know, for like nine ninety five, twelve ninety five. Well, it's well, it's it's not, it's not gonna melt on you when you do it's it. It's not plastic, even though yeah, it kind of looks like. Put that orange one back up, Paul. Hold so on. yeah, it's very small. It's not, but I'm finding yeah, more. It it just didn't. Yeah, you know those gas station ones. You you get them and they melt. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. When I look at this, there's nothing that. Is attracting me is a great lighter. It, yeah, I agree. I, a, cool, a cool looking lighter. What's interesting too is, um, Paul, do you have the uh, show the red one again? The sort of high quality right there, buddy. There you go. You got the red one, Paul. Yeah. So what's in, if you look at it, you would expect it to <clears throat> ignite from a side push just by the look at it and the yes, way. Yes, that's it. But it doesn't. You actually have to open it up and then go to the other picture and click down on that side. Not. Oh, not yeah. I thought it was a side push too. Yeah, I mean, and what you would expect from some right. of the Dupont torches that so, they're all side should, pushes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why, because this looks like it's meant to be like on a keychain or something. It That's is. That's how yeah. I'm gonna go with next. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so they don't want you to accidentally spark it that's why the cap keeps you from accidentally being able right. to slide down it's not yeah. a push yeah right. so it's basically a 70 dollars keychain lighter which is also just odd i mean 70 bucks on a keychain it's it's you know anything with a color like that you know it's not plastic on a keychain on a bag that shit's going to get all nicked up the the coloring is, is going to destroyed yeah I, I would never buy that to put on a keychain i like the lighter just because yeah, i like small not lighters. i would put a 70 dollars lighter on a keychain because right. uh, you know it's going to get scratched and stuff in your pocket right. or on the side you know wherever you wherever you keep your key right all right well on that note let's see if there's any more important news we could discuss as we're coming up on the close of hour number two i have a live prop actually for what the news story today so yes. well there we go it's yeah. time it's the time for the scoop with q 
Scoop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right. What do we have going on this week? All right. So like, one of the stories was the year of the rabbit. Um, I'll just kind of give the details real quick if you're interested in what that cigar is. Uh, it's going to be a 5 and 5 sixteenths by 54 Perfecto with an Ecuadorian hybrid wrapper, Mexican binder, and Dominican fillers. So and I think we talked about the price point already. Uh, it's going to be $50 a cigar, $500 a box. And you should start seeing that hit the stores. Um in like before Thanksgiving, usually they come out with that. So and you can see it has that that interesting box, which it's, I guess it again represents the a rabbit's warren, and that's where the rabbits breed. And I guess they hop around, and that's what those things are. It's kind of a very I never saw cigars really arranged like this before. It's kind of weird. It looks very willy nilly. It, it, it does. It does. It's a humidor nightmare for me. Obviously, I get that box, and I have to pull them out. I just can't put it something like that in the humidor. You know, I just personal. don't understand. Why, why, why not? Why are we going so asymmetrical? Like, why couldn't we put two on the left and two on the right? I don't know. It's dri- it's driving me nuts yeah, looking it at does. it. Yeah, like, right. Yep, yep. But that, but I know we talked a lot about year to rap, but that was one of the stories. The other story I have, um, like I said, it was a light week of news. Casada Cigars actually announced the return of, and I'm gonna hold it up here, the Holiday Keg, and this is uh, the Holiday Keg. If you can see that, Let's right? See. Uh, these, this is a release that they came out with about six years ago, um, and they've done these keg. They were doing keg cigars for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you know, idea of having an Irish stout, and you get cigars in there. This is empty, uh, but they decided to do one for the end of year holiday season in 2016. They brought it back this year, so um, it's kind of some really. I keep this around. This is I thought it was really cool packaging they did. Um, they changed the blend up a little from the last time. Uh, they were using a Dominican wrapper last time. Now they're using a Ecuadorian wrapper. Um, but, um, a nice thing to have, um, I wouldn't, you know, it's like, I, I kind of, this is one of these cool packaging I like to keep around up in the office there. And, uh, it's, uh, that should also be hitting the stores pretty soon, but it's, it's the, it's only the second time they brought this back. Uh, pricing is a little higher than it was last time. It's uh, about $12 a cigar, and I'm looking at my price point. It was $8 back then, so this went up quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, you can start seeing that hit the stores pretty soon, um, and it's a limited release of, of 500 cigars, uh, 500, 500 kegs. So uh, if you like having these uh, around, definitely get it. I wouldn't recommend using this as a humidor, though. Take them out when they come, and then just keep your keg. I remember when those were out. I, I feel like people they were popular. I mean, they were them, popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, this I think these were Terrence Riley projects going back when he did the uh, the St. Patrick's Day keg. Uh, right. They're fun projects. They're, the cigars are really good. Um, so uh, you know, the idea is, I guess you should enjoy it with a holiday spirit or whatever. So I, not that I would have eggnog with it by any means, but uh, but no, it's it's pretty good. So they'll they'll start shipping in November. To me, just talk about a brand that like died. They have, but they, 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 what's coming out of that factory has been really good in the last couple of years. I don't know. I don't think they ever made bad cigars. I just think no. Know. I think actually, they, you know, even they done the, the Ferriotego they did was. I just reviewed that the last week. It's probably gonna make my top twenty-five. 
I don't think they ever made bad cigars. I just think they never. They just haven't figured out how to put them out there as a company anymore. I mean, since Terrence Riley left, there's really been there's no talk. There's really any face of the company, and it's just you know, and and everybody these days is so aggressive and so out there and figured out social media. You know, Manny's one class. Seats, but you know, I, I don't know if they have anybody, you know, bringing them to the forefront of the future. Yeah, they, like I said, I think they, they, the, the products, like for a while, they had really slowed down on product innovation for a couple of years. And they, the last couple of years, I think they started to launch it. Listen, uh, I am seeing Casada return to a lot more shelves in the last year. I have seen that. Manny's, Manny, listen, Manny's trying to work his magic. He's reached out to us, and you know, but you know, listen to me. If I give him an order, it's great. You get you got one order out of me, but then when it's on the shelf eight months later, what are we going to do? Until you internally really fix what's going on out there as promoting marketing and promoting your company, it's you know, be, getting out of the shelves now is one thing. Let's see what's still on the shelves eighteen months from now. Right. That, right. That, that's the big question. So Manny's been in the industry, God knows, forever. He's going to have a lot of relationship and friends. So you know, he picks up the phone, he calls you. You're likely to take an order, but yeah, you, know, you, you want to see it still there. And listen. You guys got to remember, too, man, one of the first things he did was we're adding the Casada cigar brand when he came over there, Terrence. I mean, for, for everyone, I was interested, that was company was called SAG. Yep, SAG. Talking yep. about having no connection to a consumer base, SAG right. cigar. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, Abe, you know, I go back to the early days of the show, and I've listened to it, and I, I, I agree with you on this. The job he did 10 years ago, you know, really making Casada just – really cool and just innovation and excitement around the brand um that's why i call him the great white gringo yeah i mean and, and he's, and doing, he's him, doing it at, he's doing it at agonorsa yeah, now you see him doing it at agonorsa so yeah yeah he really does a great job with that but i think this keg thing was his baby originally i think this was his marketing idea i want to say do you have anything going on else this week mr Cooper? no that's really it it was a it's, a, it's been a very slow week in news so a couple weeks, you... right? Yeah, it's cold. Usually this time of year, it's pretty slow. I think this things really pick up right in the next couple weeks before Thanksgiving. There's a lot of companies that are going to try to get stuff out for the holidays. So I think you're going to see a lot more activity. Um, and then you get into end of year, and then you get into national sales meetings. So it will pick up again. This is typically a slow news cycle, late October, early November. So there you have it. Please keep up to date and check out our friend's page regularly, cigar-coop.com. Always teaser and rumor-free. Thank you. Yes. So, shall we do our special edition, Taylor Tape, first, or should we announce? Oh, yeah. What do you want to do first? Okay. Uh, let's announce. Let's announce first. Do we let's have announce. any imagery or anything? Or are we just I don't have any imagery. I'll, I'll let you break the news, Alex. All right, so tail of the tape. This originally is really you and Coop's segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we brought everybody in. It's I like it. I like everyone's in it. I think it's fun. Absolutely. I think it's really been fun. Yeah. Alex hates it. What? He hates hearing my opinion on anything. Oh no, your your opinion. Well, I already know what you're. I'm only trying to decide your what your number one's going to be on this. Love so. your opinions. So we are on season six of Tale of the Tape, and for this season, we are going to be tackling the greatest female heartthrobs of all time. So yeah, we're all pretty excited. I don't. I don't think we have any ground rules. Are there? Are 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 we? Are we keeping this to like film actresses? Are we keeping it wide open? I think anybody famous, anyone yeah. famous was a celebrity. I'd say celebrity status. I mean, we know Paul's. We all Disney. 
So, yeah, I'm trying to figure if he's, I'm trying to figure if he's gonna be Cinderella or Snow White on his. Yeah. I mean. Listen, to me, all I know Stop is it. if you go the Disney route again and Jessica Rabbit isn't number one, we all can go. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah, Touchstone and Disney. But you know what? I have my first six picked and I have my last one picked, but I can't get seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I, I, I have I'm, one is really easy for me. I'm telling you, if Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit might, might make my list. That's, that's, that's valid. Uh, what? That's I, that's how validated Jessica, who is Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. But Jessica Rabbit, it, yeah, it's kind of like going to. I don't give a Jessica shit. Rabbit. She's the hardest cartoon ever. Yes. That's just in looks and the way she acted and everything. I, I would. Oh know, man. I was a kid when that came out, that, I was turned out by Jessica Rabbit. Uh, yeah, I, that was cartoon a cartoon one. Do you not know who we're talking about, Paul? I don't know who I'm framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that one. I you mean, do that a lot. You call him Paul. I'm not used to having Coop on the show yet, so. Um, that name coming out. When you, look, I, I'm no better sometimes. So. Hold on, I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to get a picture of Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. To upload. Smoke. All right, so we're going. It's so wide open. Wide female open. celebrity. Yeah, it could be. You know. I mean, the, I'm not gonna pick like. I'm not gonna pick like Cleopatra or something listen, like that. Yeah. Should we? Should we be fair and have Paul at least do maybe male heartthrob? Look at that, bro. <laughs> look at that. I almost feel I should be paying forty nine ninety five a month. That's that number one. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's something else, man. I was, I was gonna say, should we, should we let Paul handle like at least being supportive of our all our female listeners out there and do a male heartthrob? No, I'm not doing the male heartthrob. How would I know what to pick? <laughs> you know, Paul, you're on Broadway. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'd be number don't, one. Don't make me put up our text thread. <laughs> You really should put up that text thread now. You really no, should. No, no. Don't put the thread up. Don't no. put the thread up. No, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. The uh, generational gaps. I know. Could, yeah, Coop, some of this is Coop going to have like Molly Ringwald and think that that's a new uh, Molly Ringwald was never Molly Ringwald's actually better looking now than she was 30 years ago. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I she never was never a heartthrob in any universe. She wasn't a heartthrob. She was like the girl next door look. Guys were obsessed with her. There, I, there I is, there is one that is far and beyond everyone that's that going to make the final one. I'm trying to think. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper is an example. She, Danica, what's but her? But she got name? hotter when she was older, she right? Is, that girl is unbelievably hot now. She's gorgeous now. Yeah, like see, there, there's like you know, there's crushes and there's heartthrobs. Like uh, okay, so Alicia, different, different. Alicia, so, I don't know, but like Alicia Silverstone, that'd be crush. Yeah. She's so, crush material. Are you, are you guys hot, going, hot like personal preference, or are we just going on? Personal preference. That's what all of I, think there's a, I think there's uh, a combination of both. Dan LeBeau. You know, that is, she is definitely a contender on my list, Dan. I always loved Kelly LeBrock. How she married uh, Steven Seagal, I have no idea. Talk about a score there. But, yeah, I was always... <laughs> I am beholic. Kevin coming up with the awkward ones. <laughs> yeah, Topanga is... A, is oh, it, Topanga. Yeah, she's crush material. Nowhere near heartthrob material in my book. So there's a difference. Okay. Absolutely, there's a difference. There's one that you think you're, you know, you got a crush on. She's cute. And there's the ones that you'd hang on your poster as a teenager above your bed. Yeah. What there's about Marianne? You pick Marianne over Ginger, Kevin? I'm Ginger. Definitely. Ginger all the way. Yeah. But Marianne's not bad. Marianne's good. I, think, a, I was always I think, in Team Ginger. We, we had this discussion. I think Coop and I are both Gingers, but I think yeah. Marianne is more popular. 
across the room. Marianne's the more wholesome one. Yes. He was a cigar smoker, from what I heard. I, I, I tell you another. I, I tell you another. This, this is where it's really uh, dated. Like I mentioned this the other day, and nobody knew who it was. But going with Dan LeBeau, he might know Aaron Gray. No clue. When she was in the eighties. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what we're talking about, not today. Yeah, I, I agree. When she was doing Buck Rogers and Silver Spoons, wow, I was in love with her. Silver Spoons, does, yeah. Does the chick with three tits and total recall count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? That's more of a uh, of a fetish, but yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I She's literally in the credits as three-breasted hooker. <laughs> that's hilarious, is it? Yeah. yeah. That's actually funny. That's funny. So, yeah, this should be a very controversial. Oh, I think uh, this is going to create a lot of audience. I can't wait to our... see Coops. Coops is going to be so – it's going to be all old people. I, I will guarantee you my number one will not disappoint is what I'm going to say. Sydney Crawford. Like, it's going to be something from back in the day. I know. Sydney Crawford's a heartthrob. Yeah, that's Sydney Crawford was – I don't know. I'm yeah. just going with top ten hot chicks. Yeah. Listen, I, I have to tell you something. Linda Carter still looks good. Does she? Yeah, Linda Carter was amazing. As Still well. looks good. Crazy, you know who's looking good these days? It's nuts. Martha Stewart. She's out here. <laughs> Listen, Martha Stewart is eighty years old. I, I would go Liz Truss over Martha Stewart. Thirst trap photos. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting those words to come out. You know who I just saw in a clip, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck happened?" And I, 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 I had a crush on her. Um, what's her name? The original. Uh, Catwoman, Eartha from... Kitt, Julie Newmar. No, no, the, the one from the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Oh, oh Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh. I don't know what happened to her. Can you Google like a recent picture? Like I saw her in some movie clip or something, some trailer, yeah. and I went, "Holy cow!" Oh, she was she, in, she look... was in Grease too. Yes, the lead, and she was. On, which, I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie actually. Grease too. No, I had I had a huge heartthrob from Michelle Pfeiffer. My my number one is uh for Angelina too, man. Oh, I Angelina! Just watched, I just watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith again. God damn, she's fine. Great movie, great movie too. Yeah, right, I was just so insane... as I'm as I'm reading the as I'm reading the list. It's gonna be harder than I expected, man. I think we're gonna have a lot of diversity on this list. More I was a Selma Hayek fan too. I just want to back up my listen. Martha Stewart is eighty years old, putting Can out put pictures picture? in nothing but an apron. Oh. She's eighty years old. She's like, 80 Alex years old. Alex, Alex that is a very hey, like something is touched up or blurred hey, or hey Alex, do you remember what I'm do, finding of her? Do you remember Cecily Tynan? Yeah. The weather girl yeah. in Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, she I, I'm not gonna put her on the list, but she was back then, back in like 15 years ago. Wow. That's Michelle. That's Parker, actually man. not that bad. Then whatever yeah. trailer I was watching, man, they had her look awful. I can't her. believe that Alex said Martha. That's Stewart. that can't be real. That's gotta that's not Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, man. That, that's that's photoshopped. What universe is Alex like, yo, man, Martha Stewart's like I saw an article. Martha Stewart's <laughs> out there <laughs> thirst trapping, man. Quentin, Quentin that's Thorley. better than Liz Trust, that picture. I'll admit that. Liz Quentin Trust for the games. The standard. All right. It's time to end. We'll we will start it next week and we'll let the we'll let the balls roll, see how they go. Uh, yeah, Gal Gadot. I'm in love with Gal Gadot too. Oh, it's no, gonna no. be really hard, man. Are we gonna make this open era? Because it's gonna make it a lot harder. Well, it has to what be for mean? it has to be for Coop. He's not gonna know anybody now. 
Oh, fuck you, Paul. I, 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 <laughs> I yeah, think it's got to be open era. It's got to be open era. Yeah, it's got to be open. Uh, it's got to be so uh, no, hard. Everyone will know my list. My list will not like say who's that. I don't I'm think you'll get even I'm contemplating not going, going with all Disney people. I, I got to tell you something, Dan. Me and you got some similar heartthrobs. I'm going to tell you. Tell you. Anyways, it's coming to that time, unfortunately, everyone. We've entertained you, and we hope you had fun for the last couple hours, but we need to end KMA episode in the way we usually do. And it's time for our segment called Would You Rather Bought You by Girl? Oh, you're a fucking mess. <laughs> you know what? It's sometimes delayed, so I try to hit it a half a second before he says it so that it'll there won't be a gap, and that time I just overshot. I told you, bro, the, the cues always the finger. No, but 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 then I'm telling you, sometimes you'll click it and it takes like a second. And then everybody's like, Come on, Paul. So I, I try to do it a little bit like Don't uh, try. Just do. But it there, is no, there is no try. Yes, there is no try. Just do, please. All right, here we go. I have three questions for each of you, and I'm going to start this week in reverse order and go with Alex. All right, let's do it. Alex, would you rather have your favorite Turkish spa open and remained open forever, or the Phillies win the World Series? Ooh. Phillies win the World Series. Wow, that fast. No struggle? No struggle. You've been, you've been devastated since they've closed down. Yeah, but it's kind of like when they stop making your favorite cigar. Eventually, you just get over it and move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long at this point. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you what. To make matters worse, they they just um, evacuated and condemned another building down in Miami. Didn't fall, but they got everyone out of there. So I don't know if the bathhouse is opening anytime soon. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I thought that'd be a little. Yeah, funny. I mean, it's it, it, it is. No, no, that's a tough one. But I mean, you know, it's been so long. I know. I should. It should have been closer. It should have only been like after about four months of them being closed down. You probably would have been Jones and real bad. All right, Oopa. Who would you rather have, if possible, as a very special guest on your show? Winston Churchill or John F. Kennedy? Ooh. John F. Kennedy. Wow. Really? I mean, not even a hesitation. Yeah. I mean, I think Winston Churchill, um, a lot of, is, of him has been documented. But John F. Kennedy, I think there's still a lot of mystery around him. Oh, so you think he just tell you the scoop, like right on open air? like? Well, I think I think we can probably pry a little more with that. I think we could probably – my audience can learn a little more from John F. Kennedy. I think the Winston Churchill story is really well documented uh, to this point. That's fair. Yeah, you know, I'd really be curious about you know when the time when the embargo happened and everything. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely go go John Kennedy on this one. All right, respectable. Yeah. And last but well, actually least. Hi, Paul. Hot mess to Krakow. Here we go. You ready, Paul? Oh, you said my name right, like everybody on Long Island. Paul. Paul, you ready? Pool. Yeah. Would you rather appear? In a full Broadway production for a year, or be Mickey Mouse at Disney for a year, but no one can know. Wow. You I, I, see this, this. You don't know me well enough because doing a 
Broadway production is not all it's cracked up to be. It's nice to do like a couple of them. Oh, but being in a hot mouse suit in Disney World is. I mean, what the fuck's the matter with you, Paul? Uh, being in the hot mouse suit sucks. sucks. I, I would, I would go with the Broadway show. It's still not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. But yeah, to, I would do the Broadway show. Around. I have I, no desire to ever dress up as a costume character like that. Ever. But not even, not even Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. No you be, you could be, be the running prince. the show. No desire. What if you could be the prince? Oh, be a face. They call that face characters. Yeah, Look see, at now me. we're talking. Look at me. Look that at would me. never happen. Look at but me. Say, say they offered you a face character role. Which would you rather do? Who? I, the face character role? Who? Rick Moranis? I'm gonna like. Who am I gonna play? No, I I would do the Broadway show. Say they made you Aladdin. You could be Aladdin or a Broadway show. Then I gotta lose weight. <laughs> Rick oh, Moranis. Oh, I, I can't breathe in this thing. <laughs> No, I I would do the Broadway show. It's just so much work. It's I don't think. Oh, now listen, I've never done a Broadway show, but but having to sing and and I'm not a good dancer. It's so much work. Oh my god, and six or eight shows a week. It after a week, you're like, fuck. I can't tell. He's complaining about the Broadway show. I can't tell which way is he going. No, I'll do the Broadway show. Oh wow! I would never. I don't want to be a character. I'd do Mickey. Oh, so being on a Broadway show is not a character? It's not the same. It's performing. Like the most uh, iconic character out there, you could be Mickey. Oh, so you just you just basically said the guy who's Mickey Mouse to all those millions of kids every year or, that he's not performing out there? Uh, yeah, sure he is, but I that's not the same for me. I have no desire to do Mickey that. Mouse under that suit. I mean, it's you got to be Disney's top person. It's a, it's a... It's a personal preference. Have you ever met any of these guys that dress up in these costumes? Because I have. I don't picture they'd be like you. There, there are people you. They are people you would never let your child go near if you saw them in real life. They are the most awkward of the awkward, weird ass people. I think Adam would be one. Hundred percent. He's in that. I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Oh my god! Well, here that was the end of this week's episode of KMA Talk Radio. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this Saturday morning. Best way to start your Saturdays. Do not forget, please visit cigar-coop.com. Great smoke tickets go on sale next week, Friday, November 4th. If you're a member of our Socialite page, if you're not, go to Facebook.com. Look up Smoking Socialite, Social, Smoking Social. We're going to drop a link uh, for some people, for our fans, to get in a day early, November 3rd. Next week, we actually have a manufacturer. We have Mickey nope. Peg. Oh, yes, oh I love them. I can't wait. We have Mickey Peg of All Stink Cigars is going to be our uh, on the show. So we will have a Meet Your Maker segment next week. Until then, follow us on Facebook and uh, keep it lit.